If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. They used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. They used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. That nigga munch. Can you hear me? Realist Podcast Server, we back. We can hear you. Because I can't hear you. Sound sharp. Headphones will help that. Hey, there we go. <laughs> Let me see what we got now. All right, I can hear me now. Realist Podcast Server, I think this is episode 218. I stand to be wrong. Let's check it. Let's check the number. Let's check the number. Let's check the number. You're, you're normally better at this than I am. Uh, I've given up. I think it is 218. I think it's 218. Dan, don't know. Can you turn my headphones up a little bit? I think I'm three. There we go. Am I three? All right. There you go. Sounds a little uh, bit better. All right, so... Can you hear me, though? Yeah, you sound sharp. You sound good. I think my hearing is going. <laughs> uh, yeah, 218. 218 we're getting older, so that wouldn't be shocking. Yeah, no. I was, uh, you know, I've been watching that show, uh, C, on uh, on Apple Television. It's okay. basically based... It stars Jason Momoa. Turn my headphones up a little bit more. It stars Jason Momoa. I still can't hear you. You can't hear me? Now, can you hear? Say something into the mic. Something into the mic. All right, I can hear it. Here's his mic. Here's the headphone. Yeah, no, I can hear it. All right. (laughs) I can hear it. All right, so. uh, My hearing is going. I'm I'm almost positive. (laughs) That would be bad. Yeah. Well, I I, I would rather lose my. What would you rather lose, your sight or your hearing? Hearing. Yeah, because I don't want to hear y'all. Sight is dumb important. Yeah, I need to see. Yeah, the sight is dumb important. So that's kind of where I was going. So I've been watching this show C on Apple TV or whatever. I binge watched the first two seasons. The third season just premiered maybe like a week and a half ago. It stars Jason Momoa, uh, Aqu- Aquaman. So that's mm-hmm. what made me even tune in to begin with, made me watch it or whatever. So I binge watched the first two seasons, and it's basically based around this uh, dystopian this this uh dystopian uh future reality where uh I think I'm too loud for me for myself. Let me turn me down. Um this dystopian reality in the future where Yeah, I'm uh, I'm definitely these headphones ain't ain't on. They not on? Yeah. Put me in another in another socket. Technical difficulties, the realest difficulties ever. Alright, which one did you just put me into? You're in Ford. I right, turned four up though. Crank it. Crank it. Yeah, these headphones are dead. Okay. I know I wasn't tripping because I'm like, I'm not hearing shit. Like, well, we we have more headphones. You can hear me, though. Yeah, I don't know what the hell is going on here. I could hear you. I can't now. Can't hear shit. Hello? All right. Yep. All righty. Oh, I unplugged me. <laughs> All right. There, there we go. Everybody's tripping today. All right. There we go. Yep, everybody's tripping today. All right, cool. Cool. So uh so yeah, so it's it's set in this dystopian future reality where uh where uh there we go. That sounds sharp. Where uh there's like a plague, mm-hmm. like a bubonic plague or whatever, some future plague or whatever. Everybody loses their eyesight. 
population goes from 350 million people to 2 million people. Mm. The main concentration of people are here in this, in the mountain regions of Pennsylvania. For whatever reason, these... Oh, it sets place here. Yeah, these okay. crazy motherfuckers survive for some reason. Okay. People in Pennsylvania, whatever. So now everybody loses their eyesight. So now it's to the point where it's like, you know, it's been a few, uh, you know, a few hundred years or whatever. And now... People are starting to regain their sight through the through having children, this and this and this. People are starting to regain their sight. And there was like one or two people in the midst of these millions that survived the plague that still had their eyesight intact or whatever. And they're basically regarded as witches. So it flips to where now it's like, now if you got your eyesight, you're the minority. Oh, and okay. you're like a considered like a witch and they burn you at the stake, all this crazy shit or whatever the case may be. So, um... You know, it's an interesting show, but it's like it, beca- it basically shows that, like, you know, in the absence of uh, like a civilized society, we basically revert to like barbarianism and like mm-hmm. just like, you know, got, got all these different houses going to war and all this espionage and all this crazy shit. And it's like, damn, for for some blind motherfuckers, y'all sure is causing a lot yeah. of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I was what I was leading to is where you, you know, where you ended up to where it's like it made me beg the question, like, yo, out of your five senses, which one would you be cool with losing? What are the five senses? So you got sight, you got touch. hearing, touch, smell, and taste. Gotta have taste. Yeah. <clears throat> Gotta have taste. So by default, you kind of lose. You lose if you you if you lose your scent or your taste, you kind of lose both of them by default because they're connected. I, somebody said that to me recently, and I don't, I don't, I don't believe that. That's. I mean, that's what they tell you. I've, I've ate pussy in the dark. So, <laughs> there's that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's it. <laughs> like, then, like, hey, you got a point. Like, seriously. I, no, like, but when people got COVID, they lose both. They smell and they taste. Oh, smell and taste. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. you said sight no, and taste. No, no, That's why I'm like, nah, no, that can't be true. <laughs> Scent and taste. Scent and taste. Okay. You don't have taste. So if you lose right. that, so you if so if that's the one that you select, which is that's the one that I would pick, you kind of lose both like simultaneously. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So I got I gotta have taste. I gotta have taste. Gotta have taste. All right. So by default, you gotta have scent too. So yeah. now you got sight, hearing, and touch, and touch left. It would be hearing. Yeah, it would be hearing. I think it would be an easy selection to be yeah, hearing. It would be hearing. Yeah, I, yeah. ain't like you figured. I don't see Jay dropping another album. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nas last one was good. I've heard enough. Yeah, I've Carter Six might not be that good. Yeah, like I, you know what I'm saying? I've heard all the Carters. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't like. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's an easy choice. Yeah, because I come in the crib, my girl snapping, I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's kind of lit. Yeah, them hookers just gotta write everything yeah, down. Just write that shit down. <laughs> Get back to me. Text me. <laughs> Text me. Real shit. Yeah, I, I know it couldn't be sight. Sight, I might as well just go ahead. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If, if it's sight, get me out of here. Yeah. Like, if I had some, if I got hit upside the head with a brick and I survived, but my sight didn't, just hit me with another brick. <laughs> 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 just get me get me up out of here. You know what I'm saying? Maybe to bring it back. Yeah, I ain't got time <laughs> yeah, for that hit shit. Me with yeah, hit, just just dope me up and hit me with another yeah. brick. I don't got time for that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even know if I could do like one joint. Like, you ever see somebody with a patch? Oh, that's a wild life. Yeah, I don't know if I could do the patch shit. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, you, can't, you can't text and drop. <laughs> yeah. You can't text and drop. <laughs> this show is starting off stupid. <laughs> yeah, but hearing issues, <laughs> hypotheticals. 
Yeah, like a patch. Like, it's no real way to, like, you 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 almost got to wear, like, suits. Like Sagat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Street Fighter, yeah. Like, you can't, like a blind spot, John, on a good eye. Like, you can't just be, like, a regular motherfucker with a patch. No, it's just no, too no, many no. questions. You Charleston know? White got a dead eye. He just rock his shit just out. <laughs> Charleston White. <laughs> Somebody the other day had a, uh, John was like, um, one of them people that's, like, in the Rock Nation Rockefeller camp, okay. like one of them motherfuckers okay. was like, uh, the the whole dinner with Jay Z thing was like, um, let me just keep it a buck with y'all. Like dinner with Jay is definitely worth the five hundred thousand. Oh, that was uh, it was Diddy's son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah it was and, uh, and somebody in Christian the, Combs and somebody in the comments had a clip of Charles Dwight and he he was like looking down and said five hundred thousand man fuck Jay Z. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think when people when people make those type of proclamations, they don't realize that their worldview is warped by the fact of like having money. Like and never gonna ever you're never gonna be in a position where like five hundred K determines your livelihood. Like if you come into a room as Puff Son, you have an, an heir. You like you have an heir yeah. to almost a billion. So it's like, yo, having dinner with Jay Z and Jay Z's like, yeah, invest two hundred million into nuclear energy that's a tip that's different <laughs> right. from me and him having dinner yeah. you, got the 200 million. you know what i'm saying like i'm catching the bus home right. jigga man <laughs> like what you got right i now? took an uber here but like, i don't I- have enough money on my credit card to uber back so I was hoping you had like yeah. you could forty nine thousand. Yeah. Can you Apple pay me fifty dollars? <laughs> right. And I'll just take forty nine thousand nine hundred and fifty cash. <laughs> like yeah, well, yeah. I was dying when I seen that shit. Oh, I got some shit for you too. I, I like did some digging the other day just on some board shit. You know okay. I can get like that. Yeah. So we was talking about hookah. Shout out to sticks, and we was talking about different flavors of hookah, or whatever. So, you know, sticks and Dan gonna do the ninja hookah ninja warrior. <laughs> yeah. And it made me just start looking at like, damn, because with the craze that hookah is, shout out to Dro. I seen a video at a party the other night. Boo had posted. Dro was. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Walking around the party. With oh, the yeah, that's his thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's his thing. <laughs> What's dying? Yeah. And the but thing is, Drove just started smoking hookah six months ago. That's the funniest part of it. I was telling Liam, like, this nigga wasn't smoking hookah. No, this he refused. I walking around with the hookah is funny as shit. But it made me think about the craze that hookah's on. And it's just like, you remember where cigarettes was like that in the 80s, mm-hmm. 90s. And now cigarettes is like done. Like, it's practically it's extinct. So I'm thinking like, damn, what are the tobacco companies doing in this whole joint? So it made me do some digging. Do you know what the largest e-cigarette is? It's Juul. Yeah, Juul. J-U-U-L. Mm-hmm. So Jewel was two guys who basically they were vaping in college and was like, yo, let's try to figure out a way to give people a e-cigarette that packs as much nicotine as a a regular cigarette. So they basically created a a machine that basically they took the whole concept from Apple where you have like a sleek, cool design. Because what happens is you remember the vape Jones Favor were like these big ass contraptions. Yeah. (laughs) They created a small little cartridge that looks cool like an iPhone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they wound up doing the whole formula. They created the shit, like created yeah. the science and the, the technology. The shit wounds up. The nicotine hits twice as hard <laughs> than a regular cigarette. So that's where the super addictive shit comes Terrible. from. So, Pete, 
They use nicotine, essential nicotine oil, so there's no tobacco. So it's basically healthier for you. Okay, so it's like pure nicotine. Pure nicotine. Yeah. So they created the company. The company wound up having, after two years, they had a valuation of $600 million, right? Two years later, the company has a valuation of, I want to say, $4.2 billion. Oh, my God. Peep this. They sell the majority stake in the company. To in majority stake of Jewel to a company called Altria. Have you ever heard of Altria? Never heard of them. Altria has the majority stake of Jewel. You've never heard of Altria, right? Altria's company went through a name change in 2004. Philip Morris. The Philip Morris <laughs> Foundation changed their name to Altria. Yeah, because this name is burnt. This and is then good. they doubled back and bought Jewel. When they bought Jewel, they bought it for 12.8, the majority stake for 12.8 billion. The next day, the company's valuation doubled. The company is now worth 36 billion. Oh my God. And I'm like, yo, the Philip Morris family really <laughs> came back and got Them it, niggas dog. is the mob, dog. They the mob, dog. They the mob. That's crazy. The Absolute mob, and I'm just like, damn. And then they, I basically I went on YouTube. Yeah, I'm and just I, sitting here waiting. I'm like, I know Philip Morris is in here somewhere. I went on YouTube and looked at it. They got Philip Morris Sweden, Philip Morris Switzerland, Philip Morris China, Philip Morris Hong Kong. It's literally Jones all over the place. Yeah, tobacco and, was forever, dog. And it's like the crazy, but they're not even using tobacco no more. Like yeah. that's the crazy part. And I'm just like, damn. Like yeah, they, Marlboro tried to buy. Marlboro was in on the, yeah. of the original joint with Altry and shit. And yeah. they was just like, yeah, we can't really be seen with y'all. Like, <laughs> y'all name fuck fucked up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We burnt. Like, we can't really do Burrow it. Marl might have worked yeah. better. <laughs> Burrow Marl. <laughs> y'all playing a lot of yeah. games. You know what I'm saying? I should have did like us. And it really made me think about, like, transitioning and being able to, like, keep your foot in the game when it's yeah. like shit look dark. And it's just like. Damn, like, they really changed their name, double back, boarding on this shit. And it's like, yo, they still at the fucking the, yeah. the helm of... Because I looked it up just before because I didn't want to, like, be wrong. Yeah, they let these young niggas go and do all the R&D and all the heavy lifting, scale the fucking company, establish the fucking... Uh, establish the, uh, you know, the proof of concept and then bought it for the high and just them their market presence and their distribution made the company double overnight. Revenue for Altria for the fiscal year ending December 31st, 2021 was $26.1 billion. <laughs> Operating income, $10.8 billion. Net income for the year, $4.6 billion. Niggas made four point six after yeah. everything. Profit. Profit. Yeah. Like... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And it's like, you know, when you're dealing with that 8, type of... 8,300 employees. Yeah, when you're dealing with that type of money, turning that money over isn't an, is an eventuality. Like, it's not like, oh, you're going to wake up tomorrow and then this company's going to, you know, going to be worth nothing. It's too much at stake. It's too many moving parts. It's too many, you know, company salaries and vacations and uh, summer homes and all of that tied to this shit. They're going to find a way to make it work every single time. Altria owns Philip Morris International. Philip Morris International owns Marlboro. So it's like they basically <laughs> just creating shell companies for the fuck of it. You know what I'm saying? Crazy. But yeah, I did some digging about that shit the other day. Apparently, they just invested $1.6 billion into a cannabis company called Kronos Group. Yeah, cannabis is going to be in Walmart in a minute. Mm -hmm. Like, they've already started the uh, cannabis distro. Me and a homie was talking about trying to get into that shit uh, with the vending machines and all of that shit. Like, and, you know, just kind of, like, looking at, like, what type of license do you have to have and, you know, what states. Because, like, right now, New Jersey, New York, Michigan, Florida. Florida. I know for sure, Florida. Uh, Maryland are all, Nevada are going ham with yeah, the weed going, shit. Yeah. 
big legal with the weed shit. You know what I'm saying? Like once they went from fucking uh, medical to fucking rec in Nevada, it changed the whole game. Where was we at? Where you uh, was it? Oh, Virginia in D.C. Where it's like you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you all you gotta do is walk across the bridge, and it's just like yeah, yeah. wide open. Literally, yeah. like in D.C., the law is I can transfer you a quarter pound of weed at any given time, mm-hmm. and it's completely legal. There's no money exchange hands. So what they do down there is like you go into a store and be like, "Yo, buy this painting." You buy the painting, it come with eight uh, ounces of <laughs> <laughs> weed. If you buy this painting, I can give you the weed for free. Remember uh, the wash? Yeah. That way I'm not dealing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that shit is for the real. The bong is 800. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The weed is free. I'm not dealing. He said, let me get that little shit. No, man, I got to ride back to Humboldt <laughs> County. <laughs> I need this little shit for my trip Throw down from Humboldt County on this yeah. scooter. <laughs> yeah, but I watched that shit. Uh, on YouTube, then I, I was just watching all kinds of crazy shit. I watched the John about my YouTube uh, is fried right now. I'm sorry, I was looking for something good to watch on my ride down here. It was not given. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just be coming across random shit. I watched the John on uh, baby dresser deaths, like babies oh, dying shit. from yeah, dressers yeah, yeah, from yeah, IKEA. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, IKEA. Apparently, they were sourcing they. Uh, Basically, what happens is you you know the Bassett Furniture Company. Mm-hmm. They're an American staple. They basically. A lot of the American furniture got made in Virginia. Apparently, the trees in the Virginia mountains and shit oh, are like, like the best oak, yeah, the yeah, best yeah. maple, and some other shit. So they had the, the the family from the Bassett Furniture Company on there, where it was saying how, you know, a nice sturdy dresser would cost you seven hundred, eight hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. But with the IKEA craze, with this cheap furniture that you just basically two, three hundred. $200, but the shit definitely isn't structured the right way, so it tilts, it'll lean. If a kid, you know, kids have a tendency to climb on shit, mm-hmm. so they were showing how these kids were climbing, like, you know, kids will pour the drawer out and climb up the drawer, then the whole joint will fall on. Right. And it apparently, like, 30 kids died from this Damn. shit in one year. So the guy was saying how what happened was manufacturers realized, like, yo, I got a plant here in Virginia where I'm paying all this money to these people, we're doing all this shit as far as the products, and then we got to make the dressers and the beds and the fern, all this bullshit. Dresser might cost you five hundred dollars to make in materials, then yeah. you're selling it for eight hundred. But people, because of the millennial shit, where people are just going and coming, going and coming, going and coming, like he was even. It's crazy when you really break down like economy shit. Think about our parents. Motherfuckers got jobs back in the day and never left. Yeah. So what happens is you got your home and never left. So when a motherfucker got his home, it's like, man, this is my forever home. I'm going to be here. Yeah. Let me get some sturdy shit. That shit but is But now over, where you got people going here, they in Jersey one year, then they in Denver, then they in Colorado. Motherfucker, what Kanye say on the joint? I went to Ikea, bought a bed, put it together myself. First beat I made was harder of the city. That's where we at now, where it's like people is just doing that shit to mm-hmm. get, get by. So manufacturers was like, I can't keep making these joints with this material. So... They started outsourcing. Where do they outsource to? Ikea. No, as far as manufacturing. Oh, manufacturing. Oh, China. Of course. Yeah, China. <laughs> Remember we were talking yeah, about China last yeah. week? China. They go right to China, start making this shit. So the Bassett owner, the CEO, his dad has started a company. Out here, he's like, we're the only furniture company left. He said every other furniture manufacturer in is Virginia it, has China. closed a plant. And, they just, and he's just like, I have a duty to give people jobs and keep people employed. Like, I got that from my father. And he was like, you know, it's been tough, but... We're still here. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like watching the shit like, damn, China really did. And it was showing how China uses, basically they use strip lumber where they basically use a strip, like a sheet of yeah. lumber and wrap it in a bullshit material. <laughs> and like, yeah, wood. <laughs> and it's like, no, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you want some oak wood, oh, you nigga? Wood? You want some gray wood, nigga? <laughs> they basically using wood wallpaper on bullshit. 
and people are buying all these and you know IKEA, all these different places are funneling, funneling in all this bullshit furniture. Uh. And they were showing how the boy who owned IKEA, his whole thing was, I'm donating all the wealth, like I'm giving it all away. You know uh. what I'm saying? And but turns out that was a lie. So what he <laughs> did was the money that IKEA was making, like they had a company in Switzerland. He basically set up a uh, a foundation to like donate all the money to, but then the foundation was covered by a trust. The trust was owned by his son. Yeah. So it's like they was like he just did the shit to get around taxes. It's it, you gotta watch it. It's a deep it's a deep documentary. But I'm just like, damn, China really is at the forefront of all the nonsense. Yeah, they are. And- hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. The thing is, once they pass America, they're just gonna. It's not just gonna, everywhere. It's gonna yeah. soar past. It's, it's just never gonna stop. You know what I'm saying? Um, damn, that's crazy. They were showing a John on there how people with recycling and how recycling is this big scam and shit. Yeah. And the boy there, who's this one dude, he's worth like nine hundred million dollars. He owns like a recycling plant where he basically takes like bottles and shit and they turn it into like reusable plastic. Mm-hmm. But China outlawed trash from every other country because it was too much of the shit piling yeah. up. So they basically just sent the shit to Malaysia. This motherfucker went to Malaysia and realized, was like, yo, they're not getting rid of this shit. They're just like dumping it. It's just here. It's just here in the yeah. rivers and the lakes in Malaysia. So he basically created another company where it's like, yo, instead of us buying the because they were buying the recycling shit from America in China, but once yeah. China banned it, he basically went to Malaysia and set the company up was like, yo, we don't have to pay for this shit. <laughs> this so is free. He just got workers. Margin. He hired thousands of workers, gave them galoshes, and they just pulling the shit out the river. <laughs> <laughs> he done cut his costs. <laughs> on- <laughs> I'm like, yo, Motherfuckers be geniuses, dog. Like straight geniuses. None of you niggas ever was like, yo, let's get some boots and go to Malaysia right. <laughs> and get these bottles out the river. Don't even know that shit exists. Dog. Niggas can't see past their street corner. Dog, dog, dog. It's a crazy set of, it's a, it's a docu-series. I'll tell you, the, I, I forgot the name of it. But yeah, that shit was wild. Wild, wild hey. watch. It's insane when you really think about what go on in the world. Yeah. And how like... You know, like how we talk about, we always give props to like Kanye and Jay-Z and these Diddy and Dr. Dre and all them for being tra- being able to transition. But it's like, yo, it's people who do that shit over and over again for billions and billions yeah. of dollars. Yeah. Like the Philip Morris Foundation, you would think with like the 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 Surgeon General's warning and the just say no to tobaccos and all of the shit. They've been just- to war more times with the government more times than anybody. These motherfuckers went to a fucking congressional hearing and straight lied. Like, yeah, cigarettes don't cause no cancer. Yeah, yeah I agree. Shit ain't too. addictive. Yeah, shit ain't addictive. <laughs> Lying like a motherfucker. <laughs> While out back 
smoking a cigarette. I'm back dying from the sick, real shit. It's like, can I get a cigarette break? I'm dying in here. I'm dying in here. Crazy, crazy John. But what you got for the week, man? Oh, man. Uh, the the number one, uh, you know, source of revenue, uh, tourism and everything in the city of Philadelphia took place this weekend. Oh, can we, in real quick, can, we, can y'all uh, subscribe to the Patreon, please? Yes, please subscribe to the Patreon. Patreon.com slash official TRPE or go on Patreon and search the realest podcast ever. It'll come up. Uh, we appreciate y'all. Made it through another month. Yes. Um... We want to get these numbers up because we want to do some cool shit to end this year. Yes. Help us help y'all. Yep. That's it. Help us help us help y'all. Then y'all help us because everybody helped everybody, I think. <laughs> Maybe. Something like that. Something like that. Sounds good. So, yeah. so uh, the biggest tourism attraction um, in the city of Philadelphia took place this weekend, uh, annual Made in America Festival, uh, put together by uh, Jay-Z's Rock Nation and Budweiser. Um, it's gotten to the point where Made in America is such just an automatic to where it's like 200, 300,000 people show up. Everybody from Rock Nation was like elsewhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like Lenny S was in London. <laughs> like Jay Z was wherever the hell he was. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, nobody, they, they just put a press release out. There's yeah. no press conference. Anymore. Nobody used to come to the steps and, you know what I'm saying? And Freeway would show up yeah. and. <laughs> And Beans would be in the crowd with a Mac 11 and shit like that. Like, all that's over. Like, we don't even need that anymore. You know what I'm saying? We just put out a presser and this shit happened. So, Main America took place this weekend, Saturday, Sunday. Um, It was headlined this year by Bad Bunny and Tyler, the Creator. Um, the midlining acts were both from Philadelphia, like we talked about uh, the other, on, on, on uh, Patreon the other day. Jasmine Sullivan, Uzi. I ain't going to hold you. I watched Uzi's performance. Uzi, all that. Uzi's amazing. That, that uh, uh, Glock in my purse, I started playing that <laughs> shit. I'm like, oh, this Joan, all right. Yeah, like, Uzi's amazing, man. We also had uh, some other Philly artists on the bill. Shout out Core. Shout out Armani White, who got the number one trending song on TikTok right now, Billie Eilish. Uh, Zasosa performed with the Philly Goats, D Sturdy, and all of them guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, overall, it was a good show. So, the, some of the highlights. Okay. Uh, everybody that went, I wanted to see Bad Bunny so bad. I tried to scumbag some free passes. I told Matt on Saturday, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. So, real quick, before I get into the highlights of the show, I don't know who's in charge of Made in America and distributing media passes and shit like that, but there were niggas there with media passes that don't do media. Yeah. We actually do media and can't get no media passes. Yeah. This is strange. It's weird. So next year, I don't know who it is, who we got to talk to, whatever. I'll probably be on the beach in Miami Labor Day weekend anyway, but whatever. Uh, get us some passes, please, so we can come cover this goddamn event from a Philly level and talk about this thing, whatever, firsthand. Um, <laughs> shout out to Ish, Kev Doce, they was there. Uh, Tierra Whack was there floating around, being, being, being whack or whatever like that, taking a bunch of pictures with people and stuff. That was pretty cool to see. But uh, all right, so some of the highlights. So I wanted to see Bad Bunny. Very bad. Bad Bunny is the number one artist, number one global artist in the world right now. Bad Bunny has put out a, um, an album that when he debuted, he debuted at number one. Like 294,000 uh, copies sold the first week. He has not had any chart position below number two since his album has come out. He is kicking Drake's ass. He's kicking Khaled's ass. He's kicking The Weeknd's ass. He's kicking everybody's ass. Like, And he, on top of that, his live show gates continue to break his own records. He had a show in Orlando that was an 11-point 
$5.05 million gate. He had a show in Miami recently at the Dolphin Stadium, $14.535 million or something crazy like that. Like, he's doing numbers. So I wanted to see Bad Bunny's show. And everybody that I saw that was recapping it last night on their IG stories and all that is like, Bad Bunny is amazing, had people going crazy. So uh, that was like, I guess, think everybody's highlight of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Kodak Black. All right, so let's get into some niggery, niggery okay. nonsense. Kodak Black was supposed to perform. Right. Instead of Kodak arriving 30, 40, an hour, minute, an hour, you know, before he set to perform, apparently he was at the uh, Four Seasons hanging out with some other podcast hosts who shall remain nameless. Okay. But he was not <laughs> at the Made in America campgrounds, and he said that he arrived, quote-unquote, 10 minutes late. That's how you know niggas be lying when they say they ten, I'll be there in 10 minutes, be there 35 minutes you later. You know what was funny about today? When you text, I'm passing the zoo, you were in front of me. I'm like, we is not near the zoo. <laughs> like, niggas just be lying. <laughs> well, I was about to. Because, <laughs> like, did you even peep? I flew past you? No. Yeah, I flew past <laughs> you because you went, like, far left. And I went past. I'm like, nigga, we passing. What's it? Can talk about you <laughs> Funny as shit. So, but, yeah, 10 minutes late is a lot. It's, it's 35. It's 35, 45 minutes. 10 minutes late. You were an bullshit. hour late. No, that's bullshit. So, he, you know, he was 10 minutes from there, but with Made in America, it's 45. It's 45 minutes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, he just didn't plan properly. Now, he ended up not performing. They canceled his set. I'm like, damn, why did, why, you know. I oh, they didn't let him on at all. No, 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 oh. no, no. Because it's time slots and you right, got three right, different right. stages going. I didn't understand why you and Kev were saying, you right. Yeah, yeah. This is right. a full production. You got three different stages going or whatever the case may be. So you want to go get high or whatever the hell you're doing or whatever. You got to be here on point. Now, throughout this whole process, Kodak Black inadvertently taught us a lesson, that being the general public, because I had no idea that Made in America, because they're live nation, what they do is they just basically give you like a, a writ basically saying, hey, we're going to pay you this amount, but it's 100% on the back end. So you get booked out for this, you promote it, all this old shit, but you don't get paid nothing until you arrive. Meaning if you're Kodak Black and you 10 minutes late and you don't perform, you get nothing. So he learned a hard lesson of why it's important to be on time for shit. And uh, when I seen it, it first broke, I think it was on Too Cool to Blog or whatever. And I wrote in the comments like, yo, this is what happens. This is the manifestation of what happens when you have rap artists that historically only get booked in nightclubs where there's no time parameter, no accountability, no none of that shit get held to a time standard this is what happens. Like they learn, they got to learn these hard lessons and go through all this dumb shit just because they're used to where it's like, what time the club closed for? All right, bet I'll be there at 318. It's like that sort of thing. Like it's no incentive to get there early because niggas whole thing is I'm going to come perform, throw my ones, drink my bottles and then fuck with the bitches afterwards. Like they want to be there for the let out and the niggery nonsense Mm -hmm. and all that nonsense that goes on in the club. But when you are doing a hard capped ticketed show and you got people performing in front of you and after you, you got to be accountable, not just for your time, but everybody else's. So if you quote unquote, 10 minutes late and you've really 38 minutes late or whatever it is, you disturb the whole flow of the show. So no, we're not moving somebody around to accommodate you because people no fuck. Fuck you. Well, if people ask the non people that's going to ask for refunds based on the fact that you didn't perform or whatever, we'll deal with that when we deal with it. But majority of the people are here for the headliner and the midliner. You are neither mm-hmm. in this type of environment. You know what I'm saying? So it's like Kodak Black had to learn probably a hundred thousand dollar lesson. You know what I'm saying? On uh on Saturday. 
Uh, I swear Vezo was enough. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut off? Ba da ba ba ba. Another one, he was supposed to, uh, from Detroit, he was supposed to perform. Um, on Saturday, something happened. Went haywire with his. Oh, he didn't perform. Either? He didn't perform either. Damn. Um, and I think it was uh, one more person that they said didn't perform or whatever, or was like some sketchy shit going on. So a couple of you know, it was a, it was a bad weekend for the black artists. You know what I'm saying? Like they was niggas was looking bad. You know what I'm saying? And missing, uh, you know, missing made in America is like that has impl- implications on. The rest of your touring future, because Live Nation is the number one touring company in the globe. The, in the globe. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's like you mess up with Live Nation and AEG. Now you back to the Chitlin circuit, and the whole thing is to transition from doing these nightclubs where you got to have uh, the Israeli guard or the, the Haitian SWAT team with you yeah. just to go in here and, and collect this little bit of money to be able to do hard cap shows where you can go around do thirty dates, come back around. 40 days later, do 30 more dates like and grow your hard ticket base and get them big checks. Because what a lot of artists don't understand because they not dealing with Live Nation or AEG like that. When you get set up for a tour, they announce the tour. Boom. They advance you 50 percent of all your money for the entire tour. <clears throat> so say if you got 30 dates, you get a hundred thousand um, per show. What's that? Three million. Mm-hmm. You get three million. They advance to you one point five up front and then you just pick up your back ends in every city or whatever. So it's like. That shit is different than doing nightclubs where our oh, uh, fifty grand, give me send me twenty five or thirty, I pick up twenty. But y'all are actively going out finding those bookings and all of that. Whereas you got somebody that's the number one touring company in the world and the AEG number two, uh, already having these venues in place because they own them all already, and just saying, all right, we're just gonna route you like this. This is a proven route that worked. We did it for future. When he started, we're gonna put you on the same route, thousand cap venues, send you around, boom, 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 then repeat the process. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, don't these artists gotta understand, like, yo, don't shoot yourself in the foot because you feel like you already, you know, financially somewhere because the weekend's best financial year was because of a touring deal that he did with Live Nation. Right. Was it uh seventy three million or some crazy number or whatever the hell like that that they advanced him against his international tour? Who was that? The weekend. I think the weekends. I I want to say might have been like ninety, 90 yeah, yeah. ninety six or some crazy yeah, shit something like crazy like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that's the type of money that's out there when you become a hard ticket artist. And he just broke all of his own records on this tour that he just had. His voice blew out the other night on tour or whatever. But uh, you know, to to that point. He was basically killing all of his prior. Yeah, that that, uh, that mega money is just insane, man. Yeah, They're just like God damn. And touring man. is such big business because it's so much attached to it. Like, all right, so you got the hard ticket, then you got parking, then you got concessions, then you got merchandise. Which now the merch is starting to rival the Excellent damn live show. show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Depending on who you are or whatever. You got the merch. You got sponsorship. Like, so you got five revenue Shit. streams. When we was at the Kanye uh, Drake John. The T-shirts, I think, were a bean. Yeah. The jeans were 200 and the hoodies were 400 yeah. These were champion hoodies that just said <laughs> free Hoover. Yeah, they had somebody down the street from Yo. here at USC Prestige. And I'm sitting there like, Hoover's never getting You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not like, in a million years. Like, you know, so it's like, I, you know, I didn't really understand the purpose in buying these shits, but people were buying them. And the crew... Did you peep the crew had on the one pieces? Like the, the one piece Dickie free Hoover Jones? Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers was buying them off crew members like on the spot. Yeah. 
One of them motherfuckers sold his drum for like fifteen hundred because yeah. it's like the only people who got them was the crew, the grounds crew and shit. Yeah. So people was buying them shits off of them. So it's like, yo, if you go there and buy a shirt, a hoodie, and jeans, you were spending seven hundred. Motherfuckers' tickets didn't cost seven hundred. Exactly. People will spend more in merch than they spend on the show. Absolutely. At the Pusha T joint, the shirts was forty bucks, hoodies was a beam. Motherfuckers was like, yeah, give me everything. Give me more yeah. everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kevin Hart show, um, in in uh in AC, t-shirts was I think thirty five. The hoodies was 85 and then whatever other shit they had, some posters and stuff like that. Like, merch is big-ass business. Hell yeah. Concessions is big-ass business. Parking is big-ass business. So it's like... Yeah, uh, for all year productions, like, <laughs> yeah, we don't need to bring in nothing new. Just give me those nachos and boys ain't finished from Saturday at the USC. USC yeah. versus Washington. Uh <laughs> boys don't need no fresh food for the Kanye and the boys. <laughs> Give me that for 20 cents on a dollar and you got a yeah, deal. They ain't worried about eating. They here for the boy drink. <laughs> no boy Kanye. <laughs> I done had Kanye tied up in the basement no. for three weeks waiting on this show. I done had come easy in the bay back earlier today. He waiting on us to bring him on stage. Like, yeah, the concessions of that joke was terrible, but... You know, it's like, yeah, concessions, merch, like you say, parking, shit. If you parking at an arena. Parking 40,000 cars or something no, like that. No, not that many. Like, you figure Wells Fargo parking lot probably hold, figures to 20,000 capacity. It might hold 2,000 cars. But then you got all the other ancillary lots, too. Like if, yeah, because yeah, that joint, they just start making, no, right here. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to move yeah, this cone. Exactly. Come right here. Like, if it's something going on at the link. All the parking lots is open. Citizens Bank Park right. is full. Uh, Wells is full. Their two, four, five lots is full. They make up lots down the street. Niggas be parking the CSC parking lot, the security company parking lot, all kind of shit. Like, shit, you even saying these? Remember the boy, African boy, done made somebody four uh, spots. Four spots. <laughs> somebody driveway. Yeah, yeah, B. Damn, Wells Fargo got 6,000 spots. See what I'm saying? I didn't think it was that many. So, how many the link got? Because the link is what eighty thousand capacity. So that's what I'm saying. Oh no, you, the whole John has six. Oh, the whole John is six thousand spots. Six thousand lots. All right. Yeah, so you doing six thousand spots times twenty dollars, twenty five dollars or whatever the fuck. That's what a hundred and twenty thousand. I think I'm reading this wrong. Hold on. Link. <laughs> My lungs is. But they're especially bad today. So, yeah, so, uh, you know, so it's like, you know, these artists, man, just got to be smart enough to understand, like, who they doing business with and making arrangements and making sure that, you know, one, you get where you getting, you know what I'm saying? And that you not, uh, you get where you getting when you're supposed to and you're not stepping over a dollar to pick up a penny, which is the equivalent of, you know, doing these nightclubs over these hard ticketed shows. And it's like, you know, when people is making a lot of money to go in clubs, it's kind of hard to see the long run of, you know, the longevity of where that money is, but it's like, you the know. The total sports complex for Philadelphia has 20,000 spaces. 20,000. I told you. Yo, you wasn't bullshit. Yeah. I, 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 it was 6,000 for Wells Fargo. Yeah. You yeah. Know, the link is, you You got 80,000 capacity for people. Like, you got to at least account for a quarter of that. When the market. vet was there, it was a total of 16,100 spaces. Now with the new link. The way they've reconfigured it has 21,884 spaces. So really 22,000 yeah. spaces. 
And then when his niggas <laughs> 26, we can just park right on this. You park it, look, put it half up on the curb. You want ultra VIP? <laughs> just line it up right here. I got cones. Yeah. Right I'm going to stand right here all night. You know so you're talking about 22,000 spots times a, times 20 bucks. That's another 440,000. Now, when Kevin Hart do his live shows, he get parking. Yeah. He get parking. He get concessions. He get well. What, what money being made in the building tonight? Oh yeah, let me just rent the whole building and do my own production. Use y'all staff or whatever the fuck so they can get the overtime. But I'm cracking all of the bread. You know what I'm saying? Like shit like that. So it's like that's the type of leverage that you can have. I would imagine that Drake has something similar in place where he gets broke off out of everything that happens when he walk into the building somewhere. Unless it's all year productions, then he gets nothing. Like like every like everybody else that's not named uh, Prince. Twenty two thousand parking spots. That shit is nuts. They got two video screens that are twenty seven feet by nine twenty seven feet by ninety six feet. They got one that's fourteen feet by twenty five feet. Three hundred and eight concession stands. Damn. Money on money on money. Yeah, the link cost five hundred and twelve million to build, sixty-seven thousand seats, three thousand luxury suites, twenty-one thousand eight hundred eighty-four parking spaces. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Printing money. Shout out Jeffrey Lurie. Yeah. Printing money. I'm still shocked that it's six thousand <laughs> spaces at Wells Fargo. It don't feel like it's that many. That shit is everywhere, bro. Like it's it's the whole three sixty of the building. But I would imagine you think about it if you bring it in. Wells Fargo hold what, like 18, 19? Yeah, 18, 19. So you figure 000. staff is probably another stack. So you're putting about 20,000 in there on a regular. Yeah. So yeah, 20,000 people, if you just do a fourth of that coming in cars. 5,000. Yeah, so yeah, that makes sense then. Shit. Yeah, so at 67,000 over at the link, another fucking 14 grand, 15 uh, grand. Yeah, that's. Damn. Yeah, parking is parking yeah. is good money. So it's like, so when you, you know, when you scale properly as an artist, as a talent, you know, a comedian or whatever, a singer, rapper, whatever the case may be, you scale properly, you get big, big. You can negotiate for shares of all of that money. Whereas you going in the nightclub, we got a set fee for your ass. Yeah. This shit hold 800 people, nigga. Yeah. We got 40,000 for you. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. That's as good as it's going to get. Ain't no extra ones to throw. None of that. Like, you know what I'm saying? We got 40 grand, 20 up front, 20 on the back end. And it's like a lot of times these these rap artists don't understand that touring game. So they find themselves getting jammed up, moving around because they'll take a club date, you know, the same day as Made in America or Rolling Loud or something stupid like that that's not in the city and now you gotta book a private jet and just all this nonsense, all this unnecessary moving around when in reality it's like, yo, it's cool to turn down a couple bags, man. Yeah. So it's like, so for, you know, for people to, you know, to lose a couple different prominent, you know, urban acts uh, was kind of, you know, was just kind of like alarming because you never really see that with Made in America. Like, you, you never really see that with festivals, period, because they pay the best. Right. So you always see the artist going to show up for them, Jones. So it was just like a little bit weird. But uh, other than that, I heard Tyler, the creator set was uh, was amazing. Um, I saw the Philly Goats set uh, was Zaso, so that was fire. They did their thing. Uh, they, they came out, did shake that. Everybody lost their goddamn minds. That song has over a billion impressions. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it. Through all, throughout all platforms. This shit is amazing, man. Yeah. Um, what else went on, Made in America? Oh, you called it. 
white people and dick forces oh, with yeah. Ben Simmons jerseys. That's, 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 that's the universe. <laughs> you got to remember, I, I drove through the last couple million yeah. Americas. So when you get down there, you get to 16th Street and JFK, you come through the parkway, everybody has on a Sixers jersey, some tan or khakis or beat up jeans and smoked Air Force Ones. That's they shit. But I, I feel them though because it's a festival. You're gonna get like stepped on. And, did you see the moment where they took out in a wheelchair, all yeah. bloody and shit? Like you're gonna get, you know what I'm saying? You know, beat down out that motherfucker. Like so, it's like, yeah, why wear new shit? Yeah, Talib has swore to me, no, it's different when you in the tent. And I'm like, the only difference is the dirt. Like it's different dirt. Yeah. It's still dirt. Like, still dirt. <laughs> still filth. Still filth. That's real shit. Yeah. I, you know what's crazy is I've never actually like I've been, never been. I've, yeah, I've never been in the crowd or none of that. Never shit. been. I, I've been on like the outskirts. Yeah, but I've never like actually. And there was a year or two where I wanted to go. Like when J Cole was super going crazy and he headlined, I wanted to go. Jay Z headlined one year, I wanted to go, and I was just like, but three hundred thousand people. <laughs> like, yeah. And that was just enough of a deterrent just to not attend. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't think I got festival boy in me ever. Yeah, but it was a listen. They the setup and all that was beautiful. They did a fucking uh, and this is the benefit of Jay Z and Armand Brignac, Ace of Spade, partnering with LVMH. They had a Killian Hennessy suite where they were making Killian inspired Hennessy cocktails. Crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? They had the whole Killian fragrance counter set up in that joint. I like, did see that. You yeah, right. yeah they stepped that. the class up this year. They wasn't fucking around. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't just Bud Lamaritas floating around the joint. They they did some dope shit. You know what I mean? You went to Bugs, John. How was that? Uh, it was cool. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. I mean, it was, you know, it was some impromptu shit or whatever. I was literally there for 30 minutes, and then me and C went to uh, Harp and Crown and got some dinner. Okay. Harp and Crown is amazing. Have you been there? No, Kev keeps telling me he's going to take me, but he never... It's a, listen, it's amazing. Harp and Crown is... Uh, Kev hit me with the, oh, damn, I, my phone <laughs> on 8%. I love you, Harvey, okay. Yeah, Harp and Crown is right on 15th and Sansom. I think it's 1525 Sansom Street. Um, And, uh, you know, they have like an, it's like an American menu. They have a bunch of different, you know, things, seafood, steaks... Uh, wings, different stuff like that, and at a very affordable price point. Like the most expensive thing on the menu was like thirty bucks. Oh, okay. Um, but they're widely regarded as one of the top restaurants in the city. They got a four point eight star overall customer rating, and they're part of Amex's global dining program. Okay. Um, on Resi or whatever like that. But uh, yeah, Harp and Crown is magnificent. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very, very good food. I don't, do they have a bowling alley in there? I heard. I think it's uh, underground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Harp and Crown is 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 fire. I'm gonna go check it out. I'm supposed to go to the Alpen Rose, John. Alpen Rose is good too. To they go uh, the one time that I did go, they had us waiting like it was like a Sunday night, and I guess they was unusually busy for some reason. They had me waiting for like mad long, but they gave me like all this free shit as a okay. result of it. Like gave me like the same amount of shit I ordered. They gave me like for yeah, free. I ain't gonna hold you. I had a lot of people reach out off of the W shit from last week, and I ain't gonna hold you. I'm one of the people where. I'll take being inconvenienced if I don't have to pay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For That'd sure. be cool. Like, if I show up somewhere and it's like, you know, I got a reservation at 8 o'clock and it's like, y'all don't see me till 8.45 and then be like, we're sorry about this career. Wait, everything's on us tonight. It'd be like, 
I bet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you you have quelled my, my concern. Yeah, that's kind of cool. You know what I'm saying? Save my little $200. Yeah, they was giving me shit I don't even eat. You want to, uh, Here's a shrimp cocktail. This is courtesy of the chef. I'm looking at the menu price, $48. All right, bet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we don't need to order no appetizers. <laughs> they just giving me shit. They like, your first two rounds of drinks is on us. Like, they was great. You know what I'm saying? Because it's Shosen Collective. Shosen Collective runs the best restaurants in the city, man. Like, they just get it. All of those restaurants right there in a row are all of... Uh, are all of their shits. Yeah, they uh, you know, they have uh, Shosen has Rebel double. Town. Yeah, Shosen has Alpen. They got Double Knot, and then they got uh, what's the other one? The other Asian spot right Sampan. there, Sampan. Sampan. Yeah, and then they got Graffiti Bar, yeah. all in a row. You know what I'm saying? I'm they not be- a big fan of them. Sampan. I used to love it. Like I, as I've gotten older and my palate has kind of expanded, I realized like it's just like uh, whatever. It's just not I, like I didn't like the, the the service. I didn't like the attitude. The lady, I like the chick had the attitude. I had to drop the. I have a very important podcast. You know, <laughs> yeah, to yeah, get yeah, some yeah, respect yeah. Around there, I'm a, I don't know if you know this. I'm a yeah, media figure. Yeah, I had to do that. A prominent media figure. Yeah, you start talking that shit, they shape up fast. Yeah, yeah, real shit. Yeah, nobody wants to uh, wants to get slandered. No, not at all. Not ever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, hey, you know what's funny is it's like Philadelphia doesn't get the respect it deserves for its like food. I don't know how, though. Ain't it's it like, weird, though? Because people, everybody like, of course, New Orleans yeah, is New Orleans. on Twitter talking about Philly food. Like, you know, New Orleans is New Orleans. New yeah. York is New York. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't going to hold you. Philly got really good. Yeah, like, Philly's spots. up there. Like, in it and around it. I think it's hard to get around, like, all the other nonsense to just focus on the fact that, like, we are a top-tier food city. Yeah, you might die. Yeah, you might die trying to get but, you know, <laughs> this tomahawk. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, no, Philly got, like, a lot of good-ass places. Yeah. Like, every time, people always hit me, like, yo, you, you, where, how'd you find this? I'd be like, dog, like, Philly got. Yeah, you got, you of- got Steven Star, all the Steven Star restaurants. You got the Iron Chef's restaurant, Morimoto. Like, mm-hmm. you have all the Shosun Collective restaurants. Like they 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 get food here, like mm-hmm. and they do it very very well. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't I don't know. That's a little strange. Philly itself is a great city, man. It's a port city. It's right on the ninety five corridor. You an hour and a half from New York. You an hour from Baltimore. You two and a half hours, three hours from DC. Um, the problem is we we keep killing everybody. That, yeah. That's that's the problem. It's just that's we, the part motherfuckers be forgetting. Yeah, like. we have a huge violence problem here. That's the the bigger thing, but it's like you know, on its face, Philly is a great place to live. Yeah, Philly's a great place. You know, if we could just get rid of all the nonsense. The um, I saw the Joan the other day on one of those like update type things where it tell you all the shit's going. On, yeah, that a girl robbed something for bags of chips with a gun. I'm just like, wait, what? Like, that's all you took was yeah, some chips. Like Philly is crazy. They should have took the fish and everything. Yeah. <laughs> People in the comments like, no, I'm saying like you get a hoagie and don't got no chips. Like, you know, <laughs> shit get crazy. <laughs> like, yo, y'all are ridiculous. Especially sour cream, y'all. Yeah, like, yeah, stupid shit. Uh, can we start with a y'all weird? Well, can I start a y'all weird? Yeah, for sure. You don't think that the, the chi- black China shit deserved to be a y'all weird? I just... I, th- I just think it reached past yeah, y'all. It's weird. weird from every angle. Yeah, every piece about it is weird, man. It, from academics down, it's yes. just weird. Yes. It's weird reporting, yes. weird lies. But then academics went on his stream and debunked the whole shit. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> That's like, how you know blogging 
<laughs> it's just such big business and just generating internet traffic is so important. Motherfuckers will post some shit that they know is a lie yeah. and then immediately go on their stream the same day and be like, let me tell you why that shit I posted on my page is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like so, that sort of thing. But uh, Academics posted that Black China allegedly made $20 million a month over the last year yes. from her from her uh, OnlyFans. And people were in the comments like, Get them, sis. I'm happy for you. That's the way to bounce back. Seems seems probable. <laughs> after after they left you for dead, and and, and I'm 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 like, no, you know what no. I'm saying. And I made the mistake of commenting on it. Like, <laughs> this is this is humongous gap. That's yeah. what I wrote. <laughs> and people started like at me, like, why when a woman take her own shit in her own hands, niggas feel intimidated. I'm like. I don't feel intimidated. I just know that Giannis Antetokounmpo is maybe the best basketball player on the earth, and he's going to barely make $200 million <laughs> over the next five years. <laughs> I know damn well she's not making that in 12 months. It's impossible. 12 months? It's impossible. I got her one month, maybe. Maybe the first initial month. No. I'm going to break down the whole not shit. Not even a dub. I'm going to break down the whole shit for y'all. So the, the stat... The news story came from one place, but their statistical verification came from another place. So there's a, a, a website called Statista that keeps track of all these different social networks, subscription sites and all of that. And basically what they do is they take your biggest month of subscribers and extrapolate it out over an extended amount of time. Yeah, that's why I said one month, I can see it. But what they don't account for is periods of free subscriptions. Yeah. Uh, subsidies and like other ways to get people to migrate to your platform for free where there's no money changing hands. Yeah, they got me for a bunch of five dollar Jones. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so so what a what a lot of the what a lot of the girls have done is they realize like yo once I pay you a dub or whatever. So say Ruby Rose, I pay you a dub. I get on here, your content is bullshit. I immediately cancel it. I cancel it the same day because I don't want it to auto refresh and charge me another dub. So now what they do is in order to keep people on the platform, they make the subscription free and then they charge you for every single fucking post behind the paywall. So in the case of a black China, at one point she was charging $50 a month. So it's like if y'all just taking her highest subscription number times $50 a month, then you spit back $20 million. Yeah. But what if that was the month where she let all the people on the platform for free? Yeah. I guess it's not $20 million. I can see maybe one month. It's basically like being a club promoter and being like, yo, it's free to get in. And then taking a picture and be like, yo, we was rocking exactly. last night. It's yeah. the same principle. Yeah. So it's like you still so the, in that case the money is it's the it's the club. And people are like it's, themselves like well I've gone to Vanity and it it cost me forty dollars to get in. So if you do y'all had two thousand, that's eighty thousand dollar night. You see what I'm saying? No, but it, the only reason it was two thousand people here is because it was free. They, they didn't so pay in the, to get in. So in the case of Black China, the only reason it was four hundred and fifty thousand people here that month is because it was free. And once the free period expired. 90% of us got the fuck up out of here. I'll give her one month. That's it. During the pandemic, niggas was, niggas was horny. Oh, no. I'll give her a I, month. I'll give her one month. I'll give her one I month. I won't give her the other 11. Because I know a girl that was on OnlyFans, and she was cashing out 7000 every three days. Yeah, bad baby. And she was, and she was I have a friend that's kind of cool, and I've seen some Black China videos that 
that wasn't on his <laughs> platform, so I didn't have to subscribe to yeah. anything. Yeah, you know I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't subscribe to her shit either. Like, Bad Baby made $52 million in a year. Yeah, $52 $52 million cashed out roughly, because OnlyFans, I think, takes 30% yeah, now. 30%. Cashed out, basically call it $38 million or whatever the hell that is. Bought a house, bought the mama house, bought a Bentley and all this crazy shit, whatever the case may be. And at one point, she was the number one most subscribed to. So she did 52, and she was number one for multiple months. How you do 240? How you do 240? Just just, just the the Forbes list. (laughs) It'd be Puffy, Jigaman, Drake, and Dr. Dre. And these niggas be battling back and forth between 40 and 70 a year. You've had years where like Kanye did a buck ten or fifty did one fifty. Yeah. Like and these be like fifty did one fifty in the year with the vitamin water shit and dropped a song called Forbes One Two Three with Puffy who was at seventy and Hove that was at ninety. Yeah. So if Puffy Hove and fifty and they best years are doing seventy, ninety, and one fifty, how am I supposed to believe that Black China is doing a quarter of a billion. Yeah, from the from the from the uh, privacy of her home, and she just had three, on, man, three cars repoed in March <laughs> because this is twenty twenty one data. You can cash out on three cars if you got two four. Yeah, so it's like people are like, oh no, she gave the cars back. A voluntary repo is still a repo. Yeah. Like, are y'all stupid? Like, have y'all never yeah. owned nothing worth owning? <laughs> <laughs> have y'all never owned nothing? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So it's like shit like that where it's like we do these. That's how my grandfather used to talk. Yeah, it's like, yo, we <laughs> do these mental. We have a problem in the public now where we want to believe something so bad that we'll do all these mental gymnastics to make it why it might have happened right. instead of just taking the data that's in front of us and being like, this is bullshit. Right. right? This doesn't make any sense. You know what I'm saying? And um, like you said, man, it's like even now, like with Jay doing all these mergers and acquisitions and selling companies and blah, 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 he's still only popping off in the twos. Maybe in a, he had like a $400 million a year one year, whatever. Dre had like a $700 million a year one year when they sold app, when they sold Beats and all that shit. But it's like, that's an anomaly. You don't get to just arbitrarily just extrapolate that and say, oh, he makes $700 million every year. No, you don't. Yeah. Even LeBron don't make the same money every year. And he on a contract like, yeah. for his services. So it's like, and that was the example that we used in private. We was like, yo, LeBron make about a bean a year. And he got a bus ass in order to get that money. He got a bus ass at Spring Hill for the Lakers. Uh, and y'all got to sell them motherfucking blaze pizzas. Yeah. Like nigga got a bus ass all the way around the board to bring yeah. home a bean. I got to go, go sit in this barbershop talking <laughs> to these niggas. Like, yeah, yeah. 240 is wild. It's crazy. That's, That's a quarter billion. And it's wild because it's like, damn, like we really like even uh, I think it was one of them. One of them producers was saying it was like we really have lost sight of like the value of money. Yes. To the point where people Bruh. think 20 oh. M's. People think 20 million dollars is like 20 million dollars is life altering money yes. for, for most people. I mean, like people who are in great situations. 20 million is life altering. Yeah. Seriously. Straight up. Like, I personally don't know anybody to where 20 M's can come in and their life isn't altered. I don't personally. Seriously. Nobody I can call on the phone. No, but not no, personally. <laughs> and I mean, I know motherfuckers that's really doing all right, but 20 million is still 20 million. Like, think about it. Like, how me and Dunbar was talking to Jonah at dinner that, like, 20 million hit, nigga, I'm retired. <laughs> right. That's, it alters my life. Yes. <laughs> I got ulcers. <laughs> 
It's gonna be you and Dan. I hope that podcast shit work out. <laughs> I'm gonna listen. Y'all drop it mm. Monday, right? <laughs> Seriously. And my whole thing was that people just ignored the fact that like this is basically paid a paid promotion on behalf of OnlyFans to attract more creators. Like that's all this was. It's like it's the it's the pie in the sky shit. It's the advertisement. It's like I want to be like Mike. It's like I want to be like Black China. It's like hey, Black China made 20 million a month. You can too. No you can't cuz she didn't even make that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And academics on his stream, he got into the numbers and it was like OnlyFans paid out 3.6 million dollars. 3.6 billion dollars, I'm sorry, to 21.6 million creators. If Black China was to make 240 million, that means she made like 10%. Almost 6.7% yeah. of all the money paid to all creators. That alone makes the improbability of this off the charts. You said they paid out 3.6 billion. billion to 2.16 million okay. creators. So you telling me that one creator Made six point, made seven percent of the overall money that was paid out. That doesn't even make any sense. Right. Two point one million. Two point one six. So two million one hundred and sixty thousand creators. I got another crazy story. I tried to start. Yeah. So the average really yeah. is nothing. It's only seventeen fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. That's the average. That's yeah. the average. Yeah. No, because I know a chick. She's making like thirty, forty grand a month. She's doing all that junk. Okay. Like yeah, she's cashing out like seven thousand every every couple of days. And doing like thirty, forty a month? Yeah, she had like hundred and fifty subscribers at like twenty five dollars. No, that can't be right. A hundred and fifty subscribers? Yeah, that's only thirty seven fifty. Fifteen hundred subscribers. Fifteen hundred subscribers. Fifteen hundred subscribers times twenty five. Yeah, that's thirty seven five. Yeah, so 37.5, we could just run this math right now. 37.5, OnlyFans take their 30%. That puts you at 26.250. So she dropping 7,000 at a time in order to fucking avoid the the fees and the tax fucking, oh, you got to do a CSR for this, all that shit. Yo, talk about CSRs. I watched that documentary they did about, um, you know, they just did the, the, the Donahue John. Yeah. But they have a series of Jones where they talk about that shit. And the boy was showing how he was betting. They was uh, fixing the Arizona, Arizona State games. Remember with headache? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Headache, yeah, 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 yeah. And they was fixing that shit. And the boy was betting a, a half a million dollars a game. Then he got to where he was betting $2 million a game. But to avoid the CSR, he had to bet 9900 at each casino. Yeah. So he was like him, his dad, and his dad, two friends, <laughs> would go around the 40 casinos, yeah. bet 9900 <laughs> a piece at each jump. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that shit real, man. But the Black China shit made zero sense. It made zero sense, but it's like, you know, it's a thing of like, you know, we in the era of women empowerment and believe all women and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, Black China is like, I don't have this money. Like, y'all gonna, y'all gonna get Black China kidnapped for some bread she don't even have. That's a. This is terrible. Like, this is awful publicity. This she lives is, in California. Yeah, like, you're gonna get this woman kidnapped. Yeah, straight up. Yeah, so in the words of R. Kelly's, use your heads, people. That's crazy. This is crazy. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Like, none of this made sense. Off the rip. Yo, somebody made a very good point, not to go backwards, but, you know, the the constant theme has been R&B is dead. Yeah. I think it was Jermaine Dupree, but he was saying how... I know people don't want to hear this, and, you know, you might not like to agree with it or whatever, whatever, and maybe I shouldn't be bringing it up. I think it was J.D., R. Kelly going to jail and going down got a lot to do with R&B deflating, at least in the public perception. 
Because R. Kelly really was keeping a lot of shit afloat. Right, He had now. hits for everybody. He was writing a lot of songs and making a lot of music. And it's just like, think about it. R. Kelly gone. Luther gone. M- uh, Usher skating. You know what I'm saying? Whitney gone. Whitney gone. Like, to where it's like, your big powerhouses of this shit ain't even in it day to day. Like, yeah. you know, y'all, think about it. You got people now that are, are fans of Jacquees. Because they got nothing else. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They've accepted Jacquees as a star. Buy a Jacquees concert ticket. Yeah, when you were the Jacquees boy, boy, you you know. You, Jacquees sold out the TLA two times in one week. I can believe it. Nigga Singing sold, everybody else Nigga song. sold that shit out on the Tuesday. They said, yo, what's the next date we can get? They sold that shit in like four hours. They said, what's the next date we can get? Oh, next next Monday. Yeah. All right, bet. Just stick around. Yeah. <laughs> sold that bitch out again. I said, what the fuck is going on here? You look at Trey Songz, who was a staple. He's been nothing but nonsense the yeah. last he eight years. Got banned nine. from Tycoon Weekend. Yeah, like just the last eight, nine years. They said Trey was scaring the bitches. <laughs> he one of the originals from Tycoon Yeah, crazy, man. Can we stay on theme with women uh, being a little... Oh, I ain't going to hold you. I'm not mad at Black China because she didn't report This that. is not black. This is not a Black China issue. No. This is a weird media issue. This yeah. is Variety. This is Statista. And this is OnlyFans. The OnlyFans CEO being a predator and basically trying to attract more women to the platform under the guise of a lie. Like, you too can make $20 yeah. million a month if you just... Completely busted open and no, you will not. I wonder how many new creators uh, came out of that. Yeah. So. I was at least probably uh, two hundred thousand, if I had to guess. Like at least they at least looked into it. They at least yeah, activated yeah. a profile. They made a profile. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> they at least activated a profile. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, staying on the theme of uh, women being ridiculous. Which 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 one are you going to? Because <laughs> it's more than one. <laughs> <laughs> Me and you are friends, Correct. right? Yes. Me and you are trying to build a, a, a legacy. Yes. In Ma- several different arenas. Michael Jordan and Scottie <laughs> Pippen built a, a dynasty. Teflon legacy on the court. They, they Six got, to know. You, you call it what you want. Jordan did not win a fucking championship until Scottie Big Nose Pippen pulled the fuck up. Yep. And when Scotty Big Nose Pippen had them fucking migraines in game seven, Jordan did not will the Bulls to beat them Pistons. That's Joe. a fact. I'm telling you the real they won them championships because the Bulls or I say it all the time. Michael Jordan did not go six and zero. The Chicago Bulls went six and zero. That's a fact. Kraus put together a team. He brought it. Think about it. Doug Collins gave Mike the the game that Mike wanted to have. Like people ignore this. Nineteen eighty eight. Jordan won the MVP. He led the league in scoring. He won Defensive Player of the Year, and he won the dunk contest. Mike was having it his way. Yep. The Bulls got bounced in the fucking Eastern <laughs> Conference Championship. Yep. I mean, the second round. They didn't even make the yeah, Eastern Conference Finals in '88. Yeah. Like, so the Bulls organization got rid of Doug Collins to Jordan's dismay. He yeah. did not want Doug Collins because that was his man. That Doug, you Doug came into a fucking press conference and said, "Yeah, when it was time to call the, the play, I said, everybody give the ball to Mike and get the fuck out of his way." That was how Doug Collins was coaching the Bulls. And Mike ate because of that shit. They brought in Phil Jackson, who ran the triangle from Tex Winter. Jordan did not want to do it. But they was like, yo, the triangle is unstoppable. They do it. They bring in Scottie Pippen. Then they bring in Horace Grant. Then they bring in B.J. Armstrong and John Paxson. They got a bomb squad. They go on and win three championships. Jordan goes to play wiffle ball, betting some some chips, get his dad smoked. That's a whole nother story. (laughs) Boom. 
the Bulls still running the triangle were just as good. Went to the Eastern Conference Finals. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals. They won two less games in 1994. Scottie Pippen led the team in points, rebounds, blocks, assists, and steals. First time somebody had did that. Like, literally, the Bulls team was just as good. So, Mike comes back from playing wiffle ball. Again, some shit people sweep under the rug. The Bulls got beat in the playoffs with Mike there. They mm-hmm. lost to the Magic. Yep. Shaq and Penny and them just straight demolished them, them niggas. Annihilated. They demolished them <laughs> niggas. Yes, Jordan yeah, got no, put that out. Ain't, of, that ain't happening. Jordan, no, nah, that shit ain't. I don't, I don't remember that. Where was I? You know, well, I'll say, where, where the fuck was I? <laughs> like, where did this happen at? Yeah, nigga, Jordan got put out the playoffs by Shaq and fucking Penny. And then the Bulls went, the Bulls organization said, yo, we need to bring in a serious defender and a serious motherfucking rebounder. Dennis Rodman makes all the sense in the world. Yep. They went to Mike. Mike said, shit, I'm with it. They went to Scotty. Scotty said, I'm like, I don't <laughs> fuck with ball. They said, if we get him to apologize for shoving your ass into the fourth row, <laughs> will you let that shit go from 91? Scotty said, fuck it. They go get Dennis. Dennis apologizes. They bring in Ron Harper from the fucking Cavaliers. Then they fucking bring in Tony Kukoc, who should have been on the team. He got drafted in 90, right. but they were shitting on him. You know what I'm saying? From Croatia. Boom. Kukoc finally shows the fuck up. Dynasty times two. The Bulls go 72 and 10. They win that championship. Then they win the next two. Legacy cemented. Mike and fucking Scotty go 6 and 0. Arguably the best duo ever. When you talk about duos in basketball, it's Shaq and Kobe, it's Mike and Scotty, and then of course Steph and Clay have crept into the, Mm -hmm. the new arena of it. You cannot. Fuck my man's son. (laughs) (laughs) You can't do that. That is off the table. Like, straight up and down. Me and you blow. We build this legacy, and we become the new duo in media. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You got uh, Jesus and Marrow and fucking Howard Stern and Robin and fucking me and you. We split, go our separate ways. If, if Lee want to fuck with Core, I'm, whatever. <laughs> right. I, I can't do it. But she can double back and fuck your son. Yeah, that's not it. That's just trashy and tacky yeah, and terrible. Nasty. Larsa Pippen's really dipping around with Marcus Jordan. Yeah, Larsa Pippen is an animal. Larsa Pippen is a werewolf. Yes. Yeah. Larsa Pippen. That moon come out, <laughs> that shit go left. Larsa Pippen is the manifestation of if Lori Harvey had a vendetta. That's, yeah. that's Larsa Pippen. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm going to find all the niggas you hate. And I'm going to date them publicly. The future shit is like, it's you know, whatever. Allegedly, but here's the thing. The future shit, it ain't like a... It ain't as casual as you think. Allegedly, Future, like, met Scottie Pippen when he was, like, a kid, and Scottie fleed him. Oh. And then later on in life, he dedicated his life to fuck his wife. Some, some uh, Shaq David Robinson <laughs> exactly, shit. Exactly, yeah. some shit like that. Damn. Some shit like that. You know Shaq lied about that shit, right? He said it never happened. Oh, no? He, he said, I just made it up. Hmm. He said, like, I needed some motivation. <laughs> Motivation. Like, it's like burnt. He's like, I needed some motivation to uh, the, the shit on Dave Roberts. He's like, that, that, that never happened. Okay. <laughs> Shaq's a fucking asshole. Crazy as shit. So, yeah, so Larsa Pippen has uh, dated Future, who also made a song called Seven Rings, taunting Scotty, yeah. in addition to all the other bars that he's thrown in him over the years. She dated Malik Beasley for a while, broke up his happy home, right. sent him back to his, his, his wife, <laughs> bended knee, yeah. and then now she's dating Marcus Jordan. She's a savage. Straight ape. Straight ape. She's a savage. And it's like, she's old enough to know better. Yeah, she's 50. Yeah, she's old enough to know better. Yeah. 
Shit, Marcus Jordan old enough to know better. That nigga don't give a fuck. It's <laughs> my first time in the tabloids. Yeah. I've been a corny ass young boy my whole life. I'm finally in there. It's my moment, nigga. Yeah. Fuck Scotty. Talk about my pop. Yeah. Wrote a book, nigga. Write a book about this. Yeah. Brown better than my pop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's messy, man. That's just messy for the sake of being messy. I feel bad for Scotty in that situation. My thing with Scott, my thing with Larsa is this, right? I, I, I want to do two things. One, what does Scotty do to this woman? Yeah, that that's a like like when when you see these Jones go left and people start like wilding, wilding. It's like something had to happen. Like what happened exactly? Like did Scotty secretly get her sister pregnant or something yeah. we don't know about? And then number two, if you're gonna hold this hard, I respect it. Just drop my last name. Yeah, how about you just be Larsa? Just go back to your maiden name. Yeah. Or be one name like Madonna. Yeah, Larsa. Madonna fucked 9,000 people. Yeah. Nobody cares because she's just one name. Yeah. She's attached to nobody legacy. Yeah. Just drop the Pippin and you can just do whatever you want. And Pippin is such a name that's just your like. His son is an NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. <laughs> like Scotty Jr. is in the NBA. Got to deal with this shit. You know what I'm saying? And then that's the bigger thing to where it's like, yo, y'all got kids. Y'all built the whole family, a legacy together. And you just are shitting on it every chance you get. Savage mode. Like you said, she's a werewolf. Yeah. She don't care who she are. No. Nah. That fucking moon come out, them fangs. S- Scotty Jr., hope you're not calling me about your bitch ass daddy. Yeah. She's a savage. Damn, Scotty. Yeah, pray for hashtag pray for Scotty. Yeah. Scotty grew uh grew braids and all kind of shit trying to look like future. <laughs> he know what to do. <laughs> he know what to do. Gotta, gotta get my bitch back, man. Yeah, that's funny as shit. Larson must got that straight drop, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, at 50, got that drizz up. What did Future do the other day? Oh, so because uh, <laughs> I seen people talking about what did yeah, he do? so future is trending still now a week later online. He has this artist from Florida, uh, real Boston Richie or whatever. He's from Broward County and uh, he fight, but had a great album. And um, Future's on there twice. Dirk is on the album. Money Bag Yo is on the album. But Future ha- is on this song called Bullseye Two. Okay, and on the song, he's he's like the same, basically the same thing that he did on uh, Maybach. Oh, is this the joint you said the Beyonce? Exactly. Line? Okay, okay, okay. If okay. my nigga wasn't Jigga, I'm the Tyco after B, and I still smash on C. I got two fifth on me, like the quarterback from the Chiefs. I'm in the field with no cleats. And that, just that little four bar, really the the, the two bars, the one about Beyonce and the one about w- with the C, which we don't know if we're talking about Sierra, but the internet all automatically like assumed that he was. It just sent everybody into a frenzy. And then in true future fashion, he, uh, you know, he, he has the, an innate ability that I admire to piss off anything with a vagina. Yeah. And all the women were like, ain't no way he still smashes Sierra. She got a good man that love her. Ain't no way and all this nonsense or whatever. And we don't know who he's talking about. But just the mere mention of that one letter just sent the fucking internet into a frenzy. And uh, I think Boston Richie's going to probably get a platinum single out of this. <laughs> <laughs> So congratulations to that young man. That's funny as shit. <laughs> yeah, but everybody lost their shit. You know what I'm saying? And then women like, how how was this hot? I'm like, you hear this shit? Yeah. This nigga spitting. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> hot, 
how is this hot? What did he say? He's 40 and this and this and this. And I'm just like, hey, yo. Hey, man, I ain't going to hold you. There are certain things where I'm probably going to forget because of Alzheimer's and shit as I get older. <laughs> but I will never forget the, the, the laughter that I let out when NBA Youngboy and that live was like, Something, something, something. Yeah, yeah, I ain't think about her or her bitch-ass daddy. And the nigga was like, T.I. watching this live? Yes, sir! <laughs> that nigga's... my wife? About this girl right here that I take care of, her bitch-ass daddy don't do nothing for? I don't care about her bitch-ass daddy. T.I., yes, sir! He woke Yaya about her sleep. Bitch, wake up. Come be a party to this nonsense. Yes, sir. That nigga spit. <laughs> that shit was hilarious when I seen it. Duh, that was a good one. But no, nah, I mean, end of the day, man. Futures, in a weird way, I think he's mastered that. Yes. Like doing that one line of the where it's like, wait a minute, what you said? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's how it come off. Like, watch this. And just get people going. Yeah. Yeah. He's the king of the one-liners. Yeah. Bar none. Like, it's him, and I don't know who's next. Yeah. He's the king of the one-liners. Like, and he just understands internet culture. He understands what's going trend. He understands, like, how to rile people up and piss people off, man. That shit is a skill. Like, it's not accidental. And then when you think about, like, the his recording process and, you know, how he records and the fact that, like, he typically records in, like, these long, like, blurbs that are almost like streams of consciousness to where you got to, like, cut. You got to cut the 12 out that you actually need. And then it's like, we'll revisit the rest of this shit later. But it's like, this is the magic right here. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah, he gave Doug so much. They had, like, all right, well, can you redo that? Yeah. <laughs> but, that like, was, that was too much. less disrespectful this yeah, time. yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't believe that the bitch begged me not to leave. I seen a video of him and Kyla with the uh, when they were sitting on the rocks. And yeah, Kyla yeah, yeah. Was talk- do Do you like those pristine? Watches? I love them. I, I, I'm, they've grown. Them. I love them. Yeah. He. I was looking at a joint the other day called the Billionaire Two. It's like seven something million. Yeah. I'm just like, this is nuts, yo. Did you see uh, Kyla did the drip check joint on World Star with no. the young boy? He be like, he's like, uh, he's like, he's like, he's like, hey, what's going on? This so and so, this CJ too cool from drip check. You know and I'm saying, what you wearing today? What, 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 the, what, the, what the glasses cost you? He was like, God did. He's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, uh, he's like, what, what the shirt cost you? Prada did. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, uh, he's like, he's like, what about the watch? He was like, oh, the watch, the watch, three million, yeah. <laughs> three three million. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? He's like, what about the sneaks? He's like, he had on the green Virgil Air Force yeah. Ones. Virgil did. Yeah. And then at the end, it was real dope. Kyle was like, yo, I'm a huge fan. Like, huge. Like, I love you, man. Like, you, this didn't need to be a show or something. Like, you are the greatest. Like, I love you. I'm just like, damn, that was dope. That's funny as shit. <laughs> Future was like, uh, he's like, you, three million on a watch, Kyle. he was like, yeah, three million. He was like, who the fuck told you to, to get a three million dollar watch? He was like, God did. <laughs> <laughs> they some silly ass niggas. But I started looking through the joint. I was looking at that billionaire too, and I'm just like, yo, that joint is a hundred. I think it's a hundred and sixty carats or some yeah. crazy shit. I'm just like, yeah, they're basically pristine. Has basically taken what Jacob started in like the early two thousands and just. Completely just because the one Floyd got is the only one. That Sixteen Jacob million, did. yeah, eighteen, eighteen million. million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jacob made a strong comeback though. 
Hell yeah. yeah. Jacob has basically aligned himself with like Lorraine Schwartz and like Chappard and all that, mm-hmm. making like that real elegant jewelry. Yeah. Like that super, you know, high end. Shapar got a really, really nice uh, watch. I want the Millie Migla. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. The rose gold Joan with the leather band. That shit is gorgeous. They just put out a bunch of. Uh, I was on Mr. Porter last night. They just put out like four um, limited edition Millie Miglas, twenty twenty twos or whatever that range in price anywhere from like seventy seven hundred to like fourteen thousand or whatever okay. like that. And they got like these brown leather bands that got like yeah, it's holes a brown in. leather band and it's it's rose gold. Mm-hmm. It's, a, uh, it's a chrono. It's got yeah. like three. Yeah, that joint look real, real good. Yeah, real no, Shapard is on an entry on an entry level watch level. I think Shapard has probably the best watch right Can now. Can we do this real quick? Shout out to Ron Jules. We was having a watch conversation the other day. Whatever. Ross, Rob was in Vegas. We was just talking about the shit. It's kind of burnt. I was gonna say we need All to right, change that I'm shit. A- the um that's why my why your lung shit was hurting because that shit is like finished. The um but we just was talking about watches or whatever, and Jules was like, yo, it's crazy because you said that shit on one of the podcasts. Like back in the day, Rolex was like a thing where like our parents and like you remember like it was like a thing for a man to get to the point where he could have a really nice watch. And he yeah. might he might do it in retirement. Like when yeah. he retire, I'm gonna treat myself to a nice and I was like, yo, it's crazy because again. Fast forward, the world just moves so fast. You remember when Rolex was like something to aspire to? Mm-hmm. Now Rolex is like the entry point. Yeah. Ain't that crazy at how yeah. fast that has shifted? Like now the entry point for nice watches is Rolex. Because you got AP, Patek, you know, all these different other, you got Vacheron and all this other shit. And it's just like, yo, Rolex was like back in the day, like you had a Rolex, you was doing all right. Now it's kids running. It's young motherfuckers yeah. running around with Rolexes on. But you know, if you talk to like real watch people, like people in the industry, they still say Rolex is God tier. Like oh, no, Rolex is, is number sure. one. I'm, I mean, personally, my but, but, favorite but, watch but, out there is a Rolex. But public perception is that like AP or Richard R- Richard Mill or whatatever is like um who else is, is uh in Patek are like above them. Mm-hmm. But like when you like when the guy uh that I like a lot, I forget his name. Um uh he's from uh like from like Wales or whatever the fuck. But he had did a blog or whatever. He updates his watch tiers every few months or whatever. And he's like, Rolex. Oh, the heavy set white Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, Rolex is... Is the god tier? It's like he's like he's like Richard Mill junk whatever. Yeah, I don't like him. He was like he was like they're junk. It's not as you know it's 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 a name thing whatever. He's like they're junk. He was like you know Patek and AP are like still like they're he's like they make beautiful product but they just they nobody can beat Rolex. You know what I'm saying? And it's like and then like the off book Rolex shit where they really get crazy and all that with them uh Rainbow Daytonas and meteorite sky dwellers and all Lightning of that shit and, and, and the uh, sky blue. They they can't they can't be beat. Like it's crazy, but like we was talking about the whole markup and shit. And it's like you'll look and the markup is like coming down, but then it's not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I saw a Sprite GMT the other day. That shit was thirty eight grand, and I'm just they like thirty. And I'm just like, dog, that's an eleven thousand dollar watch. Like th- this shit is nuts, and how it's still bubbling for certain joints. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I want to get. I th- I'm I'm trying to. F- Angle will figure out a way to uh to get the new uh mint green dial date just um with the fluted bezel. It's like you can get one without a fluted bezel with just a regular dome bezel for like thirteen thousand. But if it got the fluted bezel and a jubilee band, eighteen grand. It's just no getting around it. And I'm just like, this is a twelve thousand dollar watch. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. And that's with it coming down. They was twenty seven thousand when they first dropped because nobody could get them. 
So imagine paying twenty seven thousand for a twelve thousand dollar watch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I was out with Dunbar the other night, and uh, and Kev and uh, their the, uh, guy that they bought art from. Okay. And uh, he he had on like a real nice new uh, Sky Dweller Jubilee Band white white dial joint. He was like, "Yeah, I just got this." And he was basically saying like, he has a, a AD he got cool with in Miami, and he's giving him art pieces in order to secure watches. So he's like, every time I buy a watch, I give him like a three thousand dollar art piece or whatever the fuck. And I'm just like, that's where we are in the watch game. Mm-hmm. Like you have like we are outwardly bribing ads for the right to spend. 10, 14, 18, 25, 30, 40,000 dollars on a watch. Like, mm-hmm. this is crazy. This yeah. is bizarro world. Yeah. Gotta come see AD for the, with the money for the watch and the hoagie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, my, man, my man in Baltimore, he said he was going, no he was, he was going to buy this one AD a dog. He was like, yo, I'm gonna just buy her like a Yorkshire Terrier or something like that, like a four thousand yeah. dollar dog. And I'm just like, bruh, you still gotta buy the watch after that. And, I, and he's just like, Yeah, I know, but whatever, I gotta do what I gotta do. Shit crazy. Uh Stacy Dash. Speaking of crazy. Stacy Dash is nuts, man. You remember when Stacy Dash was kind of like the baddest bitch? She was me? the premiere. She, she was it. She was in the All Falls Down video. She was in Clueless. No, like, like even before All Falls Down, like Stacy, remember on uh uh what was the joint uh um uh, uh with Kevin Hart? Paper Soldiers? Paper Soldiers. She Stacy Dash was it. And, and the funny part about Stacey Dash is she's actually Damon Dash's first yeah, cousin. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're literally related. That's, like, that's what I explained. <laughs> yeah, yeah Stacey Dash's fall from from being it. Yeah, she aligned herself with the radical, uh, with the radical right, with the GOP and all of that, and she took a public perception hit for that. Um, and then just like you know, she talks and like she just says like the craziest shit, like ever. Have you ever noticed every black person that supports like that Republican thing? Like they're all like kind of scattered a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Stacey Dash, Jason Whitlock, like Kanye. Kanye. It's like, and shit. It, the boy, um, the running back, Herschel Walker. Oh, uh, Herschel Walker is nuts. Have you nuts. seen Herschel? Bro, have you seen some of his campaign stuff? That nigga is crazy. I'm yeah, like, yo, Herschel Walker. How he felt about women's rights? He was like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, he's a woman. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> Yo, Herschel Walker has to be the first documented case of CTE in the United States. Like, and he's running for Senate. Senate. Like, you can do anything in America, yo. Yo, Herschel Walker literally was talking for three minutes. Yo, what? None of that shit None. English. It was literally gibberish. He had a had he had to have a one of his uh opponents for the Senate seat in Georgia fucking put out an ad where his ex-wife was detailing the domestic abuse and how he used to beat the shit out of her or whatever. And he came up there and talked for 18 minutes and said nothing on the topic. I gotta gotta play this if I can find it. Oh, my God. Walker saying here. So, you know, you're discussing women's issues this week. What, what are some of the things that are, are kind of on top of your mind when, when you're, you're thinking of women's issues? Well, I, you know, I love them to address that. Since they're women, so they can do it a little better, better than I can. But I think, you know, there's no doubt crime is very, very important. And this economy is, is tough because they got to buy groceries. I think all the inflation, the gas prices, the grocery prices. I'm not even trying to figure out, like, what he means. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they, they can do whatever they say? want. Let's, let's start from the beginning. So I think he said, I would love them for the woman. And I said, they better do better than I can. 
I mean, make sure that's what he said. Well, I, you know, I love Denver. Yes, that was. I love them when I dress that for this big woman best than I can. Let's continue. Let's continue. Yo, shout out Kev on stage, dog. I was in fucking stitches that shit the other day. Here's that nigga. He felt about women's rights. He said, you know, he got to buy groceries. So the economy is the gas prices. Like, that nigga said they got to buy groceries. Herschel <laughs> um, Walker brain is completely gone, dog. That shit is mush. <laughs> nigga brain is porridge, dog. It's real life oatmeal in there. <laughs> and the thing is... That nigga is running for Senate. How do you feel about women's rights? He said, well, you know, he got to buy groceries. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about people like Herschel Walker... And Stacey Dash and Jason Whitlock and Kanye at times is what they don't realize what they're doing is they're they become a symbol for racist white people to say, how can racism exist if so-and-so is aligned with my political views? Like it's like that thing. And it's like they become this like this figurehead for like racism. And it's just like, yo, why would you want to just forget your race? Why would you want to sell yourself out like that? To be, you know, just this ridiculous figure. And they're all cooked. All fucking cooked. So Stacey Dash went on live the other day to apparently, I don't know if she was talking about her prior addiction or what the fucking cause of the live was. But I don't know if she found out during the live or before the live or whatever, but she just found out DMX has passed away. (laughs) Yes, literally just found out. Now, DMX did not just pass pass away. DMX actually died last May. Yes. Was it May? A year or some change ago. Yeah, last May. So DMX has been going out for over a year and you know, she, and it was one of those like Kanye and sicko mode moments. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like what the fuck you niggas mentioned to me is like Kanye, that song been platinum for 19 weeks. <laughs> she came out a year ago. Like real shit. That shit was number one for 42 weeks. Kanye. Like, how are you just now giving? And it's just like, damn, do they be that absorbed that they just don't know what's going on? I tweeted it, not tweeted it, but I posted it on my story the other day. I'm like, wait till Stacey Dash finds out about Biggie. Right. This is going to crush her. <laughs> like, Stacey Dash, real deal, didn't know DMX passed away. Because those were real genuine tears. Mm-hmm. She was break, she was bawling. Yeah. And this just is so harmful and hurtful because I think about my own addiction. And the comments, it's like, I try not to look at them because I know they're <laughs> just going to be left. It's the internet. Yeah. First joke I see, motherfucker was like, she just wanted to show off her new complexion. <laughs> I was like, I can't take y'all serious, man. Y'all are y'all are ridiculous. But I'm just like, damn, Stacey Dash really, really that spaced out. Like she just yeah, don't cool. know what's going on. Yeah, and it's just like, damn, I don't want to get to that point where I just don't have a clue what's going on. Or I'm at her mumbling like Herschel. That's tough. Herschel Walker is nuts, man. Yeah, I ain't know Herschel was that fried. He's running for Senate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As a senator, you are essentially one of like the, depending on how many senators that's there, along with the governor, you're one of three or four people that's in charge of the state. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Oh, they got a new Trump documentary on Netflix. Oh, I'm, I'm watching. And it gets in like his finessing and like he gets deeper and deeper. When he got married to Marla, Marla Maples... <laughs> He did it at his building. 
the wedding because they had all of this gold leaf shit. They invited the who's who of New York and all of this shit, food, caviar. They said the wedding was $300,000. Trump had the finance for the building through Citibank. Mm -hmm. He just billed them for the wedding. And just like, yeah, put that on the, the finance. <laughs> <laughs> well, I own the building. I say, yo, like, I, y'all got, I got a $96 million loan for the building. Y'all just 96.3. Like, put that shit. No, y'all ain't tripping. <laughs> that nigga had a $300,000 wedding. Charged it to the finance motherfuckers who was financing his building. Pay for nothing. <laughs> Pay for shit. I'm going to make these month, minimum monthly payments. Fucked up here. I'm going to make these minimum monthly payments, and that's oh. it. When that nigga got the contract for uh, the uh, Trump Taj Mahal, which wound up being the biggest casino at the, in in the world City. at the time, he got the contract for the Taj Mahal. It was a billion-dollar project. This motherfucker outsourced everything. Windows, bullshit, da-da-da-da. He goes to the Atlantic City board. They was like, yo, you're already in debt with, like, Financing. New York real yeah, estate. yeah, yeah. yeah. How are you going to get this done? And he was like, you don't understand something is I'm Donald Trump and the banks. Trust me, I have relationships that I've built. I have no less than 30 banks who are like literally knocking down my door to finance any project I want to get done. And they like, yeah, but we have a fear that you're going to like have to resort to junk bonds to get this shit done. And he was like. I don't even fucking know what junk bonds are. Like, y'all are tripping. Like, I have the banks to get this done. They approve this nigga for this shit. Nigga goes right to junk the bonds. <laughs> Financing for the builders. They said he took out $800, $800 million in loans on 14.7% interest. So they was like, the day that the Trump Taj Mahal opened, they had to make a million dollars a day this just to cover solid. the creditors. Yeah. I was like, yo, Trump was psychotic. Trump out here using hard money to finance a damn casino. And then he did a hard money loan for a casino. <laughs> oh, Trump, man. So then when the casino, of course, they was like, the, the board on the documentary was like, the casino had to make a million dollars a day for them to be profitable and to be able to pay the creditors. So... The first day of the casino, they said they had so many malfunctions with slot machines and all this crazy shit, but they still made a million dollars the first day. So he was like, they made a million dollars the first day. They made a million dollars the second day. They made a million dollars the third day. They made a million dollars the fourth day was over. And he was like, he said, Trump was literally like, I told you guys it was going to be a success. And he was like, bro, we just had our grand opening for the largest casino ever built in the world. We made $1.0 million the day. The second we have an off day, we are (laughs) He said that million dollar a day shit lasted for two weeks. (laughs) It was downhill after that. So the boy was like, yeah. They was like when Trump, literally it had got to the point where it was like two, three months. Every month, the shit was falling more and more behind, more and more behind. They said Trump went to the stock exchange and basically opened up Trump Enterprises to be a publicly traded company. And they said people was looking like you can't do that like this doesn't make any sense Trump did it anyway you know when you when you have a company on the stock exchange like Bed Bath Bed Bath and Beyond is BBY or uh give me a company uh Nike is N-I-K yeah Apple is A-A-P-L A-A-P-L they said the initials for Donald Trump going public was DJT Donald J. Trump Donald J. Trump took himself public. They said he raised $1.2 billion from investors. I was like, yo, Trump really been finessing since the beginning of time. This motherfucker took himself public and got 
1.2 billion. Uh, Knocked off the motherfuckers from the casinos and skated out of town. <laughs> <laughs> I count. The motherfucker who worked at the Taj Mahal was like, I knew I was officially done with done with Trump when they had five people who were running the whole situation. Three of them got on the helicopter and the helicopter crashed when they were going to New York for a meeting. They all died in the helicopter. Literally, the guy was like, we're in the office. They decide there's a meeting in New York. Who's going to the meeting? Yeah. You, you, you. They like, do you want to go? I'm like, well, I can't. Da, 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 da. They asked Donald Trump, do you want to go? He's like, I'm never, I never go to those stupid meetings. I'm not thinking about that shit. Boom, the helicopter leaves. They fucking crash. The guy was like, he sees the shit all in the news. Like, what the fuck? He's like, my friends, my coworkers, like yeah. my friends that I go on vacation with all just died in a helicopter crash. It's just me and Donald. Like, where? So he was like, yeah, Donald's going to make a statement da, 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 at the casino, whatever, whatever. He's like, the shit comes on the television. He's like, in that moment, I'm thinking our friends just died. Our coworkers just died. Like, you know, respect to them, to their families. You know, like, he was like, the shit comes on. And Donald Trump was like, hey, you know, I was, I was supposed to be on that helicopter. And through the grace of God, you know, last moment, you know, through a, another business deal, I'm actually getting ready to set up my own investment company for this real estate. <laughs> He's like, it just starts going off. Made it a commercial. <laughs> And Bull was like, I'm done with this motherfucker. You gotta watch this shit. I'm like, yo, Trump really, really, really the greatest finesse we've ever seen. He's a madman. We've never seen nothing close to it. They, the Bull was like, yo, he's like, I worked with him for six years. I worked with him on the Taj. I worked with him on the Plaza, uh, the Trump Plaza. And then he was like backdooring a situation for, you know, the girl actually did the whole Trump Tower. I forgot her name, but she was the head construction person through the Trump Tower. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, me and her did dealings back and forth. And she's like, we were like crunching the numbers and going through everything. And we was like, yo, we realized from 1988 to like 2001, Donald Trump didn't have a single, like a single business deal that was successful. <laughs> he would just do it and lie. And people would be like, man, Donald Trump, no, it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> he was like, no bullshit. Not one of his deals worked. Yeah. The Trump shuttle failed. The football team failed. The Plaza Hotel, he had to sell to the motherfucker from the sheep from, uh, from uh, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Like, he was like, literally, none of his business Jones worked. And somehow he came out of it unscathed and got a TV show where he became to do The Apprentice. The Apprentice was the highest rated show that season for new shows. So that shit spawned people's belief into him being like this great... His master it, businessman. Dog, it, it's, it's, it's brilliant the way Trump did it. Trump is awesome, man. And backdoored into a presidency and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They've seen even on the jump where he was like, he was going to run in 2000 on the reform party. But he realized through going to the meetings and talking with them was like, they just, nobody's ever going to win president from the reform party. Yeah. Because, you know, Jesse Ventura won from the reform party for the governor yeah, of Minnesota. Yeah. It's like, it's never going to happen. You have to be a Republican or a Democrat. And they was like, on the tip, like, Trump didn't even know which way he was going to go. Like, basically, like, whatever one's the easiest one for me to get in. You know what I'm saying? That's the way we going. Who's shit. the dumbest people? Who's the dumbest motherfucking party? <laughs> That's the party we going to. It's crazy. But, yo, that shit about that fucking casino. I'm like, dog, this nigga went straight in that room and said, junk bonds? I don't even know what they are. That nigga left and got the junk bonds popping. <laughs> he walked out of there. Do you know how fucking crazy you got to be to take an $800 million loan at almost 20%, almost 15% interest? interest? Yeah. Like what, yo? That's damn near, because it's APR. That shit is like damn near double. Dog. 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 I'd be scared, and I, I'd love to have a casino. I'd be scared to death to be in a situation where a casino, and in 1990 fucking 
two or three, got to make a million dollars a day just for you to be above just the to stay afloat. Like, just to pay the bills, you got to make a mil a day. And he said, the boy was on it. was like, yo, like, literally the first day we made a million. And was like, he's like, Donald Trump had this big smile on his face. Like, how oh, successful you are. It's like, yo, it's one million. Like, what happens on the day when we make 980? Put yeah. 20 in the hole. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, Trump nuts, man. Real, real great. Tonight. Trump's crazy, man. Crazy as shit. What else we got? Oh, you got some young boy fans. What happened with that? Oh, uh, yeah, my y'all wear for the week was young boy fans. Uh, y'all have already been successfully annoying on the net and gotten on everybody's nerves. Uh, but now y'all have graduated to in-person annoyance. Uh, Fredo Bang, who's also from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, him and the uh, kid G Money that got murdered were like best friends. They was all on the same label, Top Boy Gorillas, which is where Young Boy started before he left and started NBA. Um, uh, a Young Boy fan decided, I'm going to go to Fredo Bang's show at this club and taunt him. So he goes to the show and he's yelling like all this gangbang shit at Fredo Bang. 4K Trey, young boy, da 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 da, all this crazy shit. And Fredo Bang ends up whooping this nigga's ass, <laughs> leaving out of the concert. That's crazy. Fredo Bang and security end up whooping his ass. And I'm just like, yo, this is not, this is not like a Call of Duty lobby. This is not um, Grand Theft Auto. This is not like a, a, a Discord server. This is real life. Somebody will harm you yeah. for, for, you know, <laughs> harassing them in person. And yeah, Fredo Bang stole off on the nigga, kicked him a couple times. Then the security took over and then it really got dark. Trash the kids. So yeah, young boy fans, leave people alone. Yeah, out here getting your shit split for the sake of some internet shit. Yeah, Kentrell is not coming to the hospital. <laughs> he's not coming to Z. Okay. Allegedly, uh, young boy's manager said that he's going on a 30 city tour. Now that his uh his his house arrest has been like relaxed or whatever, and they feel like he's going to beat his uh Louisiana case, uh so they say he's going on tour and the first stop Chicago, of course. <laughs> first stop is Chicago, and he's supposed to be bringing Quando Rondo with him, <laughs> so <laughs> be prepared for those news clippings yeah. from that shit. Somebody's going to throw their life away in the name yeah. of Vaughn trying yeah. to prove a point, man. You hear ops? You know, <laughs> crazy. The other night, we went to a poetry joint. How'd you feel about that? Oh, I liked it. I was a uh, uh, shout-out to uh, Ryan. Shout-out to uh, Trish DTL, yeah, Trish the, uh, who, uh, the, who was the curator for the event. She finally spoke to me after three hours. So okay, you know, that's yeah, what's up. You know uh, what the saying? Poet Ball was, uh, was, was, uh, was the co-host. Um, they had food vendor. Um, bunch of different uh, comedians. I'm at comedians, I'm sorry. Uh, poets, guy named Mello Jones. Uh, Steph Ox uh, performed. She did an amazing job. Ryan performed. Steph was my favorite joint of the night. That, yeah. that uh, Tired of the Games joint. Killed it. She killed that. Her and Ryan joint about her mom. That, yeah. You know, I, that, 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 that got me. Uh, my favorites were Steph and T Sleeveless. T Sleeveless T- got yeah, I, I, I Shout out to him. I add him on the gram and, I, and he, he followed me and we were speaking. And I told him, I'm like, yo, that mental health poetry, that's some rare. And his delivery yeah. was, it was. He's sharp. He was sharp. He was sharp. Very, very sharp. He's a young guy, too. Real yeah. sharp. Yeah, when he, when he got up there, I was just like, this is about to be some nonsense. And then he got, I was like, oh, no, this nigga's. Got a lot of substance. Yeah, a lot, a lot. I thought it was just going to be, I thought it was going to be some drill music. I'm not going <laughs> to You know what I'm saying? I thought they, they was going to start drilling. I, I realized the other night, I, I don't really have poetry, like, etiquette. <laughs> Yeah, like I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like even the snapping thing, I didn't really understand. Yeah, I tried to. I was, I was in. I was a little. You was, bit. you was feeling. A couple I was feeling a couple of them. But jokes. my snaps is like, you know, and I didn't <laughs> want to be drawling like, 
doing that all loud and shit. Like I don't know. You have how, a very pronounced. Yeah, snap. I, don't, I don't know how to do that shit where it's like the quick little filler. So that was a little strange. I didn't realize that poet, poets, poist, poets, 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 <laughs> poets, 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 poets. You threw me off because I thought you were saying poets, but poets, 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 poets. Poetry, poets. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying it like like pianists, <laughs> pianists, <laughs> poets. But I didn't, I didn't realize that poets only they don't they like they don't just do one poem. Yeah, I didn't. That was that was strange to me too. Yeah, I, that I did threw not me know off. that. I thought you had like one piece, even if it's like a haiku, it's like four <laughs> bars. You come, you say your shit, you get your ass off stage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because it was like, and I had to turn to uh, Kira. Shout out, I'm turn like. I keep going like after like everybody got like three or four sheets. Like everybody do like 15, 20 minutes. And I'm like, is that normal and like poet poetness? And she was like, Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay. And then when they get done the poem, this is the one that kept throwing me off. They don't say the end. They it's say poem. poem. And it, oh sure. <laughs> <laughs> I like it kept throwing me off because motherfuckers would be talking and screaming and cursing out their baby moms and whatever the fuck the poem about and they would poem and everybody would start clapping like oh shit it's over alright yeah. cool like, you know, like cause I'm waiting for the end yeah and, uh, what was interesting to me was everybody's uh, kind of structure delivery all of that was different it kind of just showed me like uh, the m- multiple variations of like you know poem. I'm thinking people would come in there with some real like rigidly like structured shit and they just kind of came up there and was just like just Doing whatever the hell they wanted to do. Poetry has changed from like yeah, it's a, Maya it's a, Angelou. It's a freeness yeah. to it. Like, Cause Maya Angelou was, I don't think she has poems about like sucking dick. I don't think so. No. Not the ones I heard. Not the, not the Maya Angelou <laughs> stuff I heard. That's no. not the ones they taught us at Hamilton. <laughs> no. But poetry now is just like, the one girl had a joint at the, at the like, Bahashi, it, it, it was called Henny Dick. Like that's the name <laughs> of the poem. Right. So you know this is going to be provocative. And it's just like, yeah, there is a freeness to the shit. Yeah, absolutely. Now. Or maybe it was always like that. And we just. We, yeah, I mean. Didn't Frederick Douglass write poems? Langston Hughes did. Langston Hughes. Okay. Yeah. That's similar. Hey, I mean. Hey, same tomato, time, tomato. Yeah, same time period. Who else is a big poet? Poist. Uh, <laughs> I think the most, probably most famous contemporary poet is like Jay Ivey. Who was like on the? You've heard Jay Ivy on the Kanye album, Greg. Uh, oh, okay, okay, yeah. He yeah, was yeah. on Never Let Me Down, yeah, yeah. Bunch of shit like that. Yeah, that's why I need my loot by Rent Day. That ain't gonna give me the heart of Kunta Kinte. I'm yeah. trying to give us us free like Senke. Yeah. yeah, okay. Well, he's not. He's not like. I'm thinking like Maya Angelou. That I don't think there's anybody that's like mainstream right now. That's like a that's huge in like the poetry world. I know the poets are probably listening to this like. Yo, Yelling got, names and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> big dog, uh, big dog rock mine, you bitch ass niggas. I don't know. Biggest poet in the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's a crazy search. <laughs> Biggest poet in the game. Uh, Rick Ross. <laughs> Rick Ross. <laughs> Dwayne Michael Carter Jr. Uh, Nothing's coming up. All right, let me just do popular poets. Popular poets today. Maya Angelou, still number one. Still, still got Maya. Angelou. Maya, Maya Angelou is the Mike Tyson, I or the the MJ <laughs> of, of, of poetry. poetry. Yeah. 
John Ashbury. Never heard that name. Tracy K. Smith is on there. Nikki Giovanni. Okay, that's Philly. I've Shout out that. Nikki Giovanni. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Yeah, I don't know any of these people, man. I gotta get my poet. Uh, Jones. Yeah, get our poet chops up. I gotta start hanging out with more poets. There's someone named uh, Rupi Kaur. She looks uh, Indian in nature. She yeah, I've seen up. her. I didn't mention her because I don't. I didn't know she was maybe like <clears throat> rich off some. Claudia oil Rankin. I've heard of her before. Claudia Rankin. Uh, yeah, it's not a lot of young folks. Like, how do you become a great poet? I think you just got to have uh, something uh, provocative to say or something interesting, you know. Because, like, look at, look at uh, like, Ryan. I think she's really good. Yeah. But I, I, I you know, I, like, I'd like to think that what she did the other day was better than anything I've ever heard from Maya Angelou. Well, it says that, uh, so here, here's the top ten poems of all time. Still I Rise by Maya Angelou is number one. Still I Rise is the Joan. Like, that's, that's, Still I Rise is like um, Thriller. For, 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 exactly. Yeah, for the poets, yeah. Then you got Sonnet 18 by Shakespeare. Uh, oh, Captain, My Captain by Walt Whitman. <laughs> I Shout thought out you were going to say, oh, Cap. <laughs> I, I was like, what nigga wrote that Yeah, for? oh, Captain, My Captain by Walt Whitman. Shout out to Philly. Walt Whitman, like the bridge. Yeah. Oh, shit, okay. Uh, the Raven by Edgar Allan Poe. We've all heard that I've heard before. The Raven. Uh, Do Not Go Gentle Into That Good Night by Dylan Thomas. That's, that's some porn shit. Uh, I Carry Your Heart With Me by E.E. E. Cummings. Power by Audre Lorde. I've heard that before. The Road Not Taken by Robert Frost. So I'm very familiar with the majority of these poems. Okay. But these are... Exactly. But that's the problem. It's like there's nobody from the modern day that's like, you know what I'm saying? That's relevant. Did Martin Luther King write any poetry? I don't think so. Okay. He was, you know, he was a, he was a pastor. So, you know, he had that, uh, he had that flow. You know what I'm saying? He had that bounce. yeah. All right. Okay, yeah, so the best poets are all dead, apparently. Langston Hughes, John Milton, Maya Angelou, William Shakespeare, Emily Dickinson, Robert Frost, Edgar Allan Poe. Didn't Edgar Allan Poe kill Abraham Lincoln? No. Who killed Abraham Lincoln? Uh, who killed... Learning with TRPE. John Wilkes Booth. John Wilkes Booth. Okay. It's, it's three names. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> three three <laughs> names. Three names that threw me off. Edgar Allan Poe. Okay. Uh, William Wadsworth. William Blake. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. You know he was writing some poetry. Anybody with a name like that. Yeah, we need to get some new poets up there. Yeah. For sure. Because the poet boy, I think he's pretty talented. But it's just like he ain't on his list. And it's just like, you know. I like the other guy, too. Poet Santiago, I think his name is. Yeah, he was fire. Uh, he, had a, he had a Puerto Rican name. Yeah, whatever yeah he, name was, was. he was fire. Santiago, clearly. He was fire. Then they did the Joan together, him and the poet boy. That was pretty decent. But, yeah, I, wanted, I, I was like, I'm, I'm going to go and experience this. And it was actually pretty cool. Like, you know, like again, you know, 
I, I'm not the poetry. You clearly hear this. I'm not the right. poetry <laughs> expert. You know what I'm saying? But I, I was entertained. It made me want to go up there and do a poem. Yeah, I, I, I was, I was working on uh, doing uh, Little Wayne's verse from Loyal Yo, the whole I way you, over. I, I was, I wanted to do the first verse from Black Girl Lost, <laughs> and I'm thinking I could have got it all because I don't think anybody in the room would have caught it. Yeah, because they was just so like, yeah, do your thing, King. Yeah, yeah. I don't like them King and Queen people. <laughs> Like, I, I don't need that. You, you know think, King? Yeah. You got this? But all in all, it was a good time. We're going to have Steph up here before she does her next Poets and Comics. Get that done. The, um, now, that I really like, though. Yeah. Poets and Comics. That was, that was a decent flow of, of the night. Because it's not. And the poets only go one time. Okay, got and it. And that's what I like kind of threw me off. Because I'm like, yo, why the fuck? Man, niggas got bars. Bars. <laughs> bars on Motherfuckers was coming up. Yeah, I wrote this joint in the park. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all see me jotting. I was working on yeah, this. Yeah. I'm about to spit this for y'all niggas. Yeah. I could I could perform a poem. Like if I had a, a ghostwriter for, for Yeah, I could do what? I get one off. No, I mean like my, my passion and my voice. I could I could get busy with a good I'm gonna get Ryan to write me a poem. <laughs> you know, real shit. Yeah. Get her to write me a poem or Kira. One of them gonna write me a poem and I'm gonna perform that motherfucker. Watch. At the next uh whatever that was called. <laughs> the, like yeah, DTL, we're gonna do that. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I enjoyed myself the other night. Uh, real quick before we get out of here, what did Ti son do? Everything. Apparently, he's been uh he's inherited the the will of his father, and uh, he's just been out here causing havoc, getting uh getting in trouble, getting arrested, things like that. And he got booked the other day, and um you know in the midst of him getting booked, you know it was basically a thing where Ti had to come out and issue a statement because everybody like. Was like, yo, what the fuck is up with your son? Like, some nigga bugging. Like, mm-hmm. he ain't but 5'4". Like, what's up? He gonna get his ass killed or whatever. And T.I.'s like, hey, man, uh, you know, everything that y'all saying, you know, I've said to him. Um, I've had the conversations. I didn't punish them. I didn't beat them. I didn't made them stand in the corner. I didn't did everything. And, uh, you know, I, I washed my hands of the situation. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have nothing to do with this. Somebody in the comments was like, he has embarrassed the family with... The, uh, what was the job? He he has embarrassed the family with the responsibilities that have been bestowed upon him. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what he did. I just seen the mugshot or whatever, whatever. Yeah, he's got, it's like something about uh, trying to assault a police officer or some dumbass shit that he did. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's a bit of a nuisance. Somebody said that he looks like uh, the Mucinex snot. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter the other day. <laughs> and I was like come on man like what's wrong with you yo that's funny as shit uh, one joke Gunna shout out Gunna friend of the show uh, friend of the family y'all went to Houston without me you sons of bitches Gunna was like can you and Chad talk about Joe Button episode with Adam 22 and I know you got some thoughts on this uh, I've seen the clips I haven't seen the whole episode yet um Essentially, Joe Button kind of like pulled like a Barzini on a <laughs> Barzini meeting on Adam if, 22. If, if, I, honestly, I'm going to keep it above with you. What Joe Buttons did was what DJ Envy wanted to do with Deezus and <laughs> Exactly. And it just didn't go over the right way. Exactly. Yeah. So Joe basically lured Adam 22 there under yeah, the... No, we got refreshments? Yeah, no. I mean, it's the whole setup. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be cool. Yeah, cool got, little podcast. We got Tray. You should come through. And they took his ass to task about... Various forms of like cultural appropriation, cultural irresponsibility, um, the Kevin Samuels issue, the fact that like, you know, you enter you interview these gang members and these kids that have active street beef and the crux of your conversation is all around like 
the shit that they got going on in the street. And it's like when these kids go and get smoked, these are our nephews and our sons and our cousins and our little brothers and blah, blah, blah. We feel a responsibility to them, even though we don't know them, but you don't seem to feel any responsibility for your words and your actions and the, uh, the role that you play in illuminating and spicing up these situations. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, Adam just essentially just like white manned his way through the whole interview and just like took very little, if any accountability for what they were saying. And I think that there was a, a very big cultural difference that showed from um, black to white, but then also like East coast to West coast mm -hmm. also. And the way that people handle and deal with problems and all of that shit when it comes to the street, because the minute that Adam got back in California at his no jumper studio where he employs all of these people of color and blah, blah, blah. All of his black co-hosts and employees and all of that were basically like, yeah, it ain't your responsibility to keep these niggas. And, th and I'm just like, this is the problem. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when you're surrounded by black people that are, you know, in gangs, t Rell's a who is a Hoover Crip. Uh, AD is a Compton Crip. Uh, you got various people. Crip Mac, like, yeah, you got various people within this gang culture and all of that where the gang culture is so pronounced in California, Los Angeles County in particular, and they're telling you that what you're doing ain't wrong. It's hard to go to another show at another region of the country and then have other black men hold you accountable when the black men you come in contact with every day are telling you that you're not doing nothing wrong. So that was kind of like the disconnect to where it was like Adam was just like, I don't feel any personal responsibility. It's like, yeah, motherfucker, you won't and you don't because it's just strictly business with you. Right. Like you're making a million dollars a month primarily off of illuminating stories of black pain, trauma, um, dysfunction and death. And you don't see nothing wrong with it because these young black kids, these 18, 19, 20 year old kids are complicit in telling these stories because they don't know no better to not speak on certain shit, especially in a public platform. Mm -hmm. Like Birdman says something very important 20 something years ago, beef. I don't discuss. Mm -hmm. And since then all niggas, have, have done, done is, is discuss beef, beef on the internet. Dog. <laughs> Dog. He later tried to tell me. Remember last week when I was like, Birdman, not corny. He be telling yeah. that shit. Dog. Beef I don't discuss. Nigga out of line gonna get his motherfucking, motherfucking head bust. Yeah. yeah. So it's like one of them things. That's real. All niggas do is discuss beef. All they do. Niggas will beef, meet up, have they beef out, then get back online. Back to online discuss. to talk about what yeah. just happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bitch ass nigga ain't want to do nothing. You know yeah. I'm saying he lucky was the cops was there. I would have burned his ass. Yeah. Now the police is like, oh, interesting. So yeah. you had a gun on you. Yeah. <laughs> now they looking up if you on parole or probation, lock your stupid ass. So it's like dumb stuff like that. It's like, you know, and it's like, you know, once we started monetizing, uh, allowing clout to be monetized and gangsterism to be a form of uh, clout and celebrated and all of that. We basically cook society because perversely it taught all of these young black men because the white guys ain't participating in this shit. The Indian kids ain't participating in this shit. The Asian kids in a small percentage yeah, of certain markets, Philadelphia, Stockton, California, certain pockets of Southern California. But for the most part, they're not participating in this shit. It's like, you're basically by proxy, you're telling them that it's okay to not just be in beef, 
but it's also okay to monetize your beef and talk about it every time somebody sticks a camera in front of your face, like which is dead wrong. Like that's the wrong message. It's a it's a dysfunctional message. Like you're not supposed to discuss anything. Yeah, dealing with any type of fucking thing that could get you locked up or you know go through a situation. So it'd be insane to see motherfuckers yeah. get on a track and be like. Or in an interview, be like, yeah, you know, I parked eight niggas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to say which eight, but, you know, they named. But, but this- you know, I live in Essex County. <laughs> so you want to go look it up. That's yeah, on you. Look at the eight, look at eight niggas that died in the yeah. last two years. That was me. That yeah. was my work. And it's like that sort of thing where it's like, yo, y'all are willing to indict yourselves for something that has no statute of limitations in the name of clout and being celebrated and all of that. Because they're smart enough to understand that a nigga coming home from jail gets celebrated more than somebody graduating from college. But they're also subsequently not smart enough to understand that sending yourself to jail is a bad idea. So it's like. There's this teeter-tottering that goes on. I'll be honest with you. I've, I've been thinking, honestly, about writing a movie script. I told you I've been thinking about a yeah. lot of creation and shit. And I've been thinking about writing a movie script. And I, I basically want to do a scene where it, like, shows the the disconnect in culture from graduating and coming home from jail. But that, yeah. it's it's that's real. Yeah. yeah. It's like we celebrate so much nonsense to where it's like somebody like Adam on the outside looking in, a white BMX kid from New Hampshire is like, well, y'all do it, so what's wrong with that? It's like that sort of yeah. thing. It's like, why, well, why can't I say the N-word? It's that, yeah. it's that same general premise at the heart of the argument. Like, well, think, if he want to come up here and tell me all these crime stories, who am I to stop him? It's that I, shit. Gary Owens said he was at a show and he was getting heckled by this black guy or whatever. He was like, he was like fucking with him or whatever. He started going up and was like, if I could, I would call you the N-word. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I think he said uh, one of the comedians came out and called him the N-word for him. And yeah, shit. yeah, There was yeah. like this whole thing or whatever, whatever. And he, you know, he played off of it pretty well or whatever. And it's just like, yeah, you really have people that walk around, though, thinking like, I mean, what's the big deal? Yeah, it's just a word. And, it, and it's crazy because looking at Adam 22, like, look at us. We don't want to be messy. No. Like, I don't want to be messy ever. Like and we have all the incentive in the world to be messy because we know it can take us from here to here because that's all niggas indulging all day on the internet is mess. And I, I was thinking about it the other day where it's like all of the nonsense that went on the last couple weeks yeah. in Philly. And it's just like people are so invested in all of these simple. I'm talking about good people, mm-hmm. like good, hardworking people that don't get into nothing. It's like I had like two or three people ask me, like, when y'all going to discuss something? Like, what podcast do you listen to? Yeah, exactly? You can't listen to this because this ain't you know, that ain't. And it's just that's where we are in society where people just decided, yo, I want to do content. I want to do media. I want to do. Let me just go be the messiest. Yeah, it's like content. But make it messy. Yeah. Like the Tyra Banks meme. It's <laughs> like content, but make it messy. That's Real <laughs> shit. And it's just like, yeah, for us to be in a place where I personally feel like, yo, I'ma just keep it a buck with you. I live my life a certain way. I know you do. I know Kev, Rob, people are like, I just know this. You can live your life a certain way where you ain't doing no dumb shit and just be good. Facts. And have nice things and enjoy shit. And I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. I, me and the people I be around be enjoying a little bit more than motherfuckers I be seeing who be in <laughs> bullshit and nonsense every fucking yeah. day. So you don't really have to do the shit. But we have a responsibility between us to feel like, yo, if we're going to cut the mics on and we're going to talk, let's tell people about 
this or what we reading or what we watching or what Straight we up. going through or what we thinking or where we at when it comes to like trying to start this business or you know the issues we faced over the last couple of months yeah. just trying to get certain things off the ground and do certain things. We talk about it. And once we get everything fully operational, we're going to give a whole breakdown to the shit. That's just what it is. So our people come to me and be like, I love when y'all do like the think pieces on cologne and watches and cars. And really, like, my, my man hit me the other day. He was like, yo, when y'all broke down the shit on Patreon about the M4 and the M... It was like, damn, nobody else is doing this in the urban space where it's like, damn, you really get an understanding of all yeah. these different things. And it's like, yeah. We could forego all of that and just come on here and just start doing beef and nonsense and dumb shit and just for what? So for us to not do it, but then the white boy turn around and he do it and have a platform that makes a million dollars a month. It do be a little bit like anybody about to do some mess. <laughs> right. Because I mean it's 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 tangible. It's like, you know, you can you can turn mess into money. Like and once you find a a clear path to monetization, it's kind of like, well, why would you do anything else? If the name of the game is to get money, but it's like, yeah, but we put our integrity and what we stand for as men and as people and residents of this market above everything. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. And and and, and I think that's more important and ultimately should be lauded at some point, maybe not in the immediate, but somewhere down the line, we should get celebrated for the fact that we're not engaging in the bullshit. Because at, at some point I would, I would imagine that it's inevitable that at least a 20, 30% sector of the population is going to turn where they're just going to be like, I'm not participating in this. You right. know what I'm saying? Like I want some intelligent thought provoking, uh, content, something that helps me stay motivated, stay focused, stay driven, whatever, whatever. And then we're going to be here to wave all of them people in. That's decent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah so we'll, we'll get there. We'll figure it all out. Absolutely. But I got nothing else. Definitely got nothing else, man. As usual, we want y'all to subscribe to the Patreon if y'all haven't already. Uh, I think Patreon deleted a bunch of y'all. Uh, people that didn't migrate tiers or whatever, just kind of sitting there for the last like 60 days. I think Patreon deleted y'all because we had a ton of deletions this uh, past week or whatever. So uh, if, you know, just check your Patreon status. You may or may not have been deleted. Uh, if so, come back, you know, grab a new uh, a, a new tier. Uh, we offer a 13% discount for all people that pay for a yearly subscription um in advance and uh yeah so it's patreon.com slash official trpe everybody on youtube make sure y'all smash the like button share this content we've been doing a much better job on youtube the last few weeks thank y'all mm -hmm. so much so much so much um about the way y'all been you know jumping on these episodes so this episode will probably be out on uh youtube on wednesday if y'all are watching this then it's out already right. Uh, YouTube, uh, just search the realest podcast ever or TRPE. It'll pop up, subscribe to the channel and lock in with us over there. Other than that, man, I got nothing. Uh, hopefully beginning of October, we're going to have an announcement for sixth anniversary show coming up in January, uh, friends given, um, in November, special invites. And we are still trying to piece together this TRPE invitational, uh, bowling event. So that's that on that, man. I got nothing else. Peace. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's.